This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Hello and welcome to the first Flyperbole of 2021. 2020 is finally over and here we are in a brand new fantastic year. Oh wait, no it's not a fantastic year, it's... I did the past week. Okay. It has only been a week, right? Or maybe a week and a couple days since we podcast last, but it feels like, I don't know, a month since we last podcast with everything <laughs> that's happened in the past few days. Not only has there been a ton of flyers news, but, oh, I don't know. The U S government basically had a coup yesterday. It was basically yeah, a coup attempt I mean, yeah. on the government. It's no big deal. No I don't know. To me, nothing's changed. It's been the same all week, you know? Nothing, it's been, this time's flown by. Uh, this week hasn't dragged on forever. And um, I don't know, what happened yesterday? I don't know what you're talking about. It's very, definitely. Uh, I'm happy that 2021 no. is completely different than 2020, like you started off with. There was a group. Just a completely different, completely different year. Different feel. It's all, yeah. There was a group of, of very reasonable individuals who, just happened yeah. to pop up in the U.S. Capitol building and uh, sat in everybody's seats and, you know, people. Yeah, it was just interesting. It was time. We're obviously we are going to talk about hockey tonight. We are going to talk about sports and we're going to talk about nonsense. We've got lots to talk about on this episode, but I need to get this out of the way first, because the past 20, not 24 hours, but it's I eh, 36 36 hours or so I, for I me. We're recording we're, this 1030 yeah. on January 7th. Yeah, it's, about, yeah. it's been pretty insane and I can't stop watching the news. I can't stop checking Twitter. It's a real problem. I'm, yeah. I don't know if it's doom scrolling at this point because I'm just like ravenously reading like any updates I can. <laughs> it's doom but scrolling it's, it's scrolling. Yeah. It might be doom scrolling. I don't yeah. know. It's, sc- it's scrolling. That's for sure. I'm obsessively scrolling. But these fucking traitors and assholes who had the gall to take over the u.s capitol yesterday barge their way in well you know barge is a loose term in that but that's a whole other thing yeah and then yeah yeah, and then basically got the red carpet out you know scored it down the stairs yeah that's a little uh that's a little yeah it is it is hard to not be be furious about that like i i'm going again to be talking about hockey in a few minutes and I will be very happy to talk about hockey. I am very excited for hockey to be back next week. But it cannot go without saying that these people are the scum of the earth, absolute despicable trash, and just wanted to say that. That's all I wanted to say. Despicable trash. I hope every one of them that participated in this gets arrested, and I'm not holding my breath on that, but I really want the the book slammed on them, you know? Like, just... Ugh. God damn! I, uh, what it? Ugh. Yeah, when it comes, to, uh, yeah, I think we all feel the same way about whatever the fuck yesterday was. And uh, for me personally, I just hope. Well, first of all, I kind of agree with what Doc River said on the whole issue, and then also I just hope they they need to find every one of these fuckers that was in there yesterday. Because if they're pulling out, if they're figuring out ways to go back and figure out who some of the protesters were, like back in June and May for all the protests back then. These people, these a bunch of guys just 
no mask on their face, just out in the open. You should have enough technology to figure out who they are. And there's really, it really does not go above storming the Capitol. I don't know. That seems like that might be worth the technology of going back and figure out who these people are. Literally the one time that you can wear a mask and it's legally not only okay, it's to but your encouraged. Advantage. Yeah. And nah. Yeah, nah, not gonna do it because that's their mo. These lunatics, these absolute lunatics. And yeah, what Doc Rivers said, I think, was great. And I really, I really love the addition of him to the the coaches of yeah. uh, Philadelphia. Like oh, okay. he's yeah. outspoken in a great way, and he's been doing a great job. I mean, the Sixers game tonight well, was good, but be besides good. that, yeah. yeah, they're having a great start. I, I I very much welcome Doc Rivers. Nice to have uh, an outspoken coach. But you know, it's yeah. if we talk too much about uh, sports uh, speaking out on social issues, we might end up in a hole that as Flyers fans, we might not necessarily want to go down. Yeah. But so let's, uh, <laughs> let's uh, you know what? Let's. I mean, well, to, I just wanted to say, to, yeah, you know, be be better. Than, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> the people listening to this are better than that. I think, but I think our fans are. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would hope so. I would hope so. If not, I would encourage them to kindly fuck off and stop listening right yeah. now. If they are I that think, kind of person. And let's let's be. It's this isn't a this is even like a political statement. I mean, like whatever the hell yesterday was is not. I, I don't <laughs> would condemn anybody who's doing that. I, I don't care what they believe in. I don't care if they're like, oh, yeah. I'm the biggest Flyers fan ever. And then they crash the Capitol. I'll be like, all right, well, I don't care. <laughs> this is still not, this is not how this works. This is not, this is not how this works. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's not. This but is yeah, not normal. Let's, this is not normal. And let's be better for the love of God. Yeah. I, I can't, I, but there, I guess there is no helping some people. It's just a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. But also wear, wear your damn masks, please, for the love of God. The COVID numbers. I know we've said this pretty much every podcast since it started, but it is somehow getting worse, even though there is a vaccine that people are actively getting now. And it's actually getting worse. So please, please for the love of God, continue yeah. to wear a mask. Wear that mask. It is a lifesaver for so many people. And you protect yourself and you protect others in case you do have it. That's very, very important. Okay. I am going to hop off my very tall soapbox. And I don't know who's... Oh, when was the last time... Anybody spoke on a soapbox? I don't know. <laughs> I don't what, <laughs> what does a soapbox even look like? I don't Who's know. Who's carrying a soapbox around, first of all? I mean, like I, luggage, I carry it around just in case I have to speechify somebody. Did you even get to use it? Is this like your Bill Pito info that I had two weeks ago or whatever? Just always yeah. carry it around and just not able to use it, even when you get the, inf- the chance to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's me. It's Soapbox Steve over here. Also, keep in mind, yeah, everybody help your local soapbox community out and make sure you buy your soapboxes because they've probably been hit by COVID. So, but you want to talk about, uh, the soap distributors are are very much suffering. Oh my God. No, let's, let's pivot. Let's make a hard pivot. Let's talk about that hockey. Let's do that hockey next week, folks. Next week. We are what? Less than a week away from hockey starting. Uh, Technically speaking. Yeah. Uh, you and I, Steve, we are. Oh yeah. And I guess when everybody's listening, because there'll be a further during time, like right during what used to be happy hour when we were still allowed to go to bars. Yeah. Now we'll be five 30 PM start against the Pittsburgh hockey penguins. I cannot wait. Very excited for this. I mean, it's nice to have a glimmer of something to look forward to oh, yeah. in the middle no, it's, it's of nice. all of this. It's, uh, again, this is, uh, these are extreme times, and uh, it doesn't really feel like hockey's about to start next week, even though we 
podcast and write for a hockey site. It still seems a little weird right now, but you know, it's I a- have to say, Craig, before before the world got thrown upside down, or at least the United States got thrown upside down yesterday. It really, I was starting to feel it. Like, you, you know, when you start to get the Christmas too. spirit like yeah. a couple weeks before Christmas. Like, you're like, all right, I'm starting to get into it. Maybe I could listen to a Christmas song or two. I was starting to feel it. I was starting to feel into the hockey season. I was loving these updates, looking at the lines. Like, oh, look at these lines. I'm excited about this. <laughs> and Great. then that happened, and I stopped giving any shits about sports. Like, people yeah. would, like, we were in the Slack, and in our BSH Slack, we get, like all the tweets from the flyers and like, we're talking about like the world issues right now, specifically like huge domestic issues. And like the flyers, like will pop up and say like, well, well let's talk about backgrounds right now. I'm like, go away flyers. <laughs> let's not do that. Right Get out of here. The flyers. Let's, let's read the not room. Right the now. flyers. Yeah. Come on. Let's read the room. Uh, but I mean, before, before the world got th- thrown upside down, uh, the other day, uh, yesterday when we're talking right now, it's, I was getting excited. There were a lot of uh, great updates. And the first one that you have listed here is one that I've been dying to talk about since this came up. This came up right after we recorded last week. I was so, so disappointed that this wasn't news for the last podcast we recorded. The Morin Mafia. (laughs) Really, they finally... locked and loaded. We're talking about having something to look forward to. The Morin Mafia has something to look forward to. Because Samuel Morin, slamming Sammy, not slamming Sammy Carcitti, slamming Sammy Morin, is moving to left wing. That is right, Stefan. Uh, according to Bill Meltzer, we got well. Everybody was pushing this. Out, I did a triple take. I, you, yeah, I could not believe this else. news. I yeah. I thought I was. I thought it was April Fool's Day. Or it was an Onion article or or some shit. I did not believe this. <laughs> I think I want to say Charlie had the scoop, but I'm not sure. But I'm sharing a tweet that I had from Meltzer because it added a little more. So why it was going on. Uh, Meltzer said Marin said he was the only player in town, and he saw Vigneault. A.V. said team, the team got pushed around a bit in the playoffs and needed some of the physical elements Marin brought before the ACL tears. Uh, Ian LaPerriere was also in on the conversation. So a lot of that's true. Uh, Flyers, I don't want to, I don't know. I'm not chalking up their shaky postseason performance to just not being tough enough because that's kind of, I don't know, boring analysis. But, like, if you... The way the Flyers are set up with how many options they have on the back end, and even another guy who we haven't even been talking about being in the mix, apparently, uh, has uh, is making a little bit of noise here. How logjam they are in the blue line, and he would have been like the ninth option, and how much they don't have a true physical presence in the bottom six, I guess, like a, a guy that can just kind of go be a, I guess, a shift disturber is what they'll call him. Not that I'm saying. I mean, I can't even think of the last time they had like a true brute force in the bottom six as far as offensively goes. Like Zach Ronaldo, I know, bro, was (laughs) here for a while and he was the wild card, right? He was the guy who the energy guy. Yeah. I'm thinking more a guy like uh, Tom Stastine. He would have to. Yeah, right. Like Ronaldo would have to basically circle the rink four times before he could build up enough speed to knock down a bigger guy. Exactly. Whereas. Sestito's like a guy who is just he's just huge right or right. you think it's, back to Donald Brashear well, or... I'm thinking of guys like uh like Sestito Twornski's better than Sestito but like bigger guys that are okay they're not going to be like blazing speed energy guys or like take I guess they wouldn't really take cheap shots but they're going to go out there and try and create noise and I feel like Marin you want a guy who can just 
<laughs> just, just shove a guy <laughs> yeah. like very well, easily. Like you know, this is how it. Ha- I mean, this is like the this is the same goddamn narrative that always happens, and I think it's. I don't think Av is pushing for this. That I don't think he's really pushing for. It. I think it's just kind of more of like there's leftover resources, and if we can plug one hole with another one, may as well try and do it. Uh, which, taken out of context, that sounds pretty dirty. But, like, Sam Moran can just play, like, he can fulfill that role of just being a guy that goes up in the front. And I can see him playing, like, six minutes a night, just throwing some, at, like, hits like an asshole and then standing in front of the net. Like, if that's not during the regular season, but if we get more exposure during the rest of camp coming up here about some of the scrimmages and everything, or if push comes to shove down the line somewhere in the season, we might see that. But, uh... I don't know. Feels weird to me. I don't think it's. I don't think he's actually going to end up playing at forward. But I like. I like the idea. I like the creativity a lot. It's really. I'm into it. I'm Give into it. It, it like, is. It is. Put him on power play one. Yeah. Park him in front of the opposing goalie. They're yeah, going like to the be Chris pissed. Approach. Yeah. Well, I was. I mean, uh, who was like the, uh, Derek Anglin was the name. I put down a bunch of guys that have done it before. Both everybody knows Buffalo and everybody knows Burns. Mike Green was a guy that didn't do it routinely, but I remember some. Uh, some broadcast back in uh, DC where that he was playing forward. Um, Derek Anglin, who just retired, he's the example that comes to mind for me because he was, I mean, he wasn't really that great of a defenseman. He was pretty bad, uh, very physical and just a big, slow ass dude. He started out, or he didn't start out, but he played a season, half a season with the Penguins as a forward. Didn't produce points or anything, but he was physical and was a presence on the fourth line. Again, I don't want that on my team. But if they're looking for that, I guess Marin, in terms of like internal resources, really wouldn't be the worst idea to throw in there. Especially if you know he's not going. He's 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 just not going to make the blue line this year. Like he's, I mean, I just don't see any way he's going to work his way. In. He he just doesn't have the appeal. Like he whatever he could bring, I think Hag and Braun kind of do the same thing in terms of physicality and kind of clearing. Even Myers actually, uh, and they're just not going to give way to him. So. But, uh, yeah. Look, I'm into it, man. Let's get weird. Let's. Yeah, the thing weird. about Sam Morin, we have been talking about this guy for what <laughs> it feels stop. like forever. Well, you were just talking about the fact that we've been podcasting together for like five, six years at this point. Yeah. And I think we've been talking about Sam Morin the entire five, six year period. We absolutely have been. I mean, the. Like, I've gone from drastically mispronouncing his name as Moran for whatever reason. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> and I'm saying now neutral? I'm saying it Morin. Now I'm I'm fluctuating between Morin and Morin. So there we go. Hooray. But yeah. <laughs> I, and I also I I brought the wrath of the Morin Mafia down on myself for, for saying he's big and that's all he brings to the game. But the thing is, that that's is what he kind brings. of what this is a perfect argument for that, because he's just getting If you want to use him for <laughs> I'm in for you know what? I'm in for it. I'm in yeah. for it. Play him against Washington, put him up against Tom Wilson. Let's do this shit. Let's get nuts. Yeah, see, that's the thing is I feel like there might be a game this year, and especially this year because we're talking about the schedule and all the back-to-backs and the baseball back-to-backs and everything. There's going to be a, a the beginning of a back-to-back where the first game, some team's going to be a, like a bunch of dicks, and then a, they're gonna the Flyers are going to be in a three-game slide. AV's like, you know what? I'm not fucking doing this. And then he's going to want to put Marin out there to go up against like Wilson or I don't even know, some of the uh, – Matt Martin, if he makes the Islanders, or uh, – other annoying pieces of shit around the division that I'm blanking on. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, uh, Brendan Lemieux, whoever else is in the division right now. Uh, yeah, so I could, I could see that again. Like, 
I think he now okay. I see how this can happen with Marin. Like I, I can uh, I can see how his skill set would make sense as a forward, even though he hasn't been successful as a defenseman. Some people throwing out the idea for Ghost playing forward too, and I still I really don't think Ghost would work that well as a forward. I, I think his skill I think he's so effective is because he gets the time and space at the point and it's he's able to make a move at the on an opposing skater at the point and then he's able to create right. from there. It's not really like he's still I think he would still get worked in the corners. He wouldn't be a big net front presence and he's kind of uh he's not really blazing fast in transition. So like everything That's the thing. Yeah, That's like the thing, the thing that people would hate need him that... for as a defenseman, I think the people that don't like him still wouldn't like him as a forward. But I think that Well, I think if you're going to be a forward at the size he's at, you need be to be as fast as a Johnny Gaudreau or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and he just doesn't. It's he's like he's got amazing skating, but he's just not like he's just not it's just weird. Like his edge work is incredible and then he's got like above average like just like average above average. We can't all be Matthew Strom as the skating expert of the Flyers. <laughs> hey, and I mean, uh, you know, there have been, yeah, the Flyers get, they, they've turned some guys that have been labeled as uh, shitty skaters into being successful, uh, you know, Limbaugh, guys like that. But I don't, I don't think, Ghost is just straight up slow. I mean, he is just, uh, or not really. No, he's medium. He's medium yeah, he's speed, medium. He's but he's, get, a, he's a good skater. Yeah. As that guy, as that guy in the uh, the stadium series uh, game from the Penguins said, he's one of the best skaters in the league. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I think it was on the the icing call that they made late in the game. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they were saying he should. Okay, I remember <laughs> that. Mic'd up. If you've never that seen yeah. the mic'd up special part. from the stadium series game, it is it's so good. I'm sure most of our listeners have have seen that because it is so good. It's pretty much a must watch for Flyers fans oh, for the yeah. past few years. Cause there's not a ton to watch, but that was one of the best things that's happened in recent years for the Flyers. Yeah. I think Ryan uh, from the site, Ryan Gilbert actually put together like the cut of it uh, like a year ago. I'll have to see if he, uh, if he still has that tweet up somewhere, but um, well, I mean, do you want to, uh, you want to talk about, I want to talk about the next thing. Well, let's talk about another change. So we got Samuel Morin making a potential huge change going to forward. So do you see how that works out? Yeah. Now the other change, there was a number change before Joel Farabay. Do you think Samuel is going to play a game as a forward? I have no idea. Yeah, it's kind of hard because we're not getting really to see camp either so i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna lean towards uh no though i'm gonna say yes Ooh, gentleman's baby. agreement right. right okay here. there you go yeah I've been, you know, put a uh, put a little uh, five spot on this oh okay all right high roller we'll do a little five skis uh, yeah i guess all right. so end of the season right end of the season if sam morin yes the morin mafia has played a game of forward you send me five whole dollars if he is not i sent you five whole american dollars Sounds good. I feel confident. That right is now. if American currency is still <laughs> I feel used if it still point. matters. <laughs> I feel like as soon like now, Connor Bonaman and uh like Michael Raffle are gonna sneeze and throw out their backs tomorrow. And then they're gonna need a four for game one. And then Sam Wren <laughs> is gonna be in the lineup right away. So that's, that's how my that's lock work. of the week. <laughs> Stone Cold Lock of the Week. Stone Cold Lock of the Century of the Week. All right, next change. That's a big lock. Yes, we are going from one change, position change, to a, you know, a little more minor of a change, but one that, you know, it, it, 
still a change. It's still pretty interesting and random. Still an interesting change. Joel Farabee, Joel Farabee, rockin' number 86 now. Mm-hmm. What are so he's 49 before? Mm-hmm. So what are those two numbers? Like, who... <laughs> They're pretty weird dude, either what are they, Yeah, like, what random-ass numbers for any athlete, let alone a fucking eight? Like, there, it's not like he's changed positions of football. I'm into it, though. I'm into it because I like having I weird, unique numbers. And yeah. the thing is, like, everybody wears these, like, 1 through 40 numbers most of the time, and it's it's boring. It's boring. Right, exactly. Spice it like, up! I remember... You know, a few years back when TK was in camp and Provi was in camp and I think Morin had like, was wearing like 55 or something and uh-huh. then he just went to uh, a single digit number and no, 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 no. Let's wear these crazy higher the... numbers. Drew should have stayed 56. Twerinsky should have stayed 81. Yeah, this is, this is what I'm Phil Meyer should have stayed 61. Well, I mean, specifically. Specifically for all our listicles that we're, you know, going to be forced to write later oh, this year. Baby. yes. Where we need to say the best player for each number, right? <laughs> well, this is a thing that good. every time a hockey blog gets, like, you know, to a certain point, we're like, okay, what what content can we write? Okay, best player for each number. It's I love it. I'm all about it. But it's something that pretty much every blog has to oh, come yeah, to no. at some point. Most years it's called August. This year, it was called Correct. most months from March until right now. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> that was called flyperbly under quarantine. Yeah, that was Thank called what time stood still in this country. Yes, yes. But I, I'm all for Farabee wearing 86, though. Too. It's a, it's a yeah. weird one, and I like weird, enough, weird hockey numbers. Weird enough that it is the first 86 in Flyers history. And also, according to Hockey Reference, there were only three other 86 in the league last year. Steven, can you name nope. the three other ones? Nope. Nope, nope. You should be able to get one of them kind of easily. All right, fine. Um, one of them, uh, Lightning? Lightning? One of them is Lightning. Uh, Kucherov? Kucherov. Okay, I have no idea on the other two. None. No No. idea. (laughs) One of them, uh, Jack Hughes, the Devils. Uh, See, I wouldn't know his number because I never saw him on the ice. Yeah. (laughs) Suck it, Hughes. Uh, also, and then uh, the other one would be uh, Turbo, uh, Tuevo Teravainen from uh, the Hurricanes. Yeah, okay. I, I, I can picture it now. Infamous Bickle trade. Yeah, who is like kind of, I, I like Tuevo Teravainen. He got a lot of hype uh, when he was a lot younger as a prospect and then just hasn't, I feel like how hyped he was as a prospect hasn't equaled how good he's been in the league. That makes sense. But anyway. I mean, he's got a good name, and I think everybody wants him to be good because of that name. It's a very yeah, good it's hockey a good, name. It's a, great, it's a great hockey name. Yeah. And he's number 86, so he's a big-time weirdo when it comes to a name and number and everything. So. Plus, if you're a play-by-play guy and he scores two goals, it's so it's just such a good call to go, two for Tuvo! <laughs> two, yeah. Speaking of calls for players and what isn't going to be a good call, Young Beezer. As Farabee's nickname. Let's talk about this. Jesus Get into it. Let's dig dig your fingers into it. Spread this dough a little. Uh, I don't think it's a good nickname. If if I'm laying all my cards out on the table. uh, It's a terrible nickname. It's not a good name. Yeah. Young Beezer. uh, First of all, if you're going Young Beezer, why not Young Beezy? Like Young Weezy. Young Beezy, I could almost. That's It's literally right there. Beezy would be fine straight up too. Yeah, that would actually be. I I would like that one. Yeah, Joel BCF baby. That would be that nickname is right there. So, 
uh, Young Beezer. Uh, the Bees is, I think the Bees is the Fly Purple nickname, correct? That is, one that, that is 100%. Yeah. I have thrown myself behind the Bees. I will stand behind the Bees until the end of my life. It is... Uh... <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, I think a lot of these are so overthought, these hockey nicknames. Like, how does Matt Reed end up as Reader, for the love <laughs> of God? <laughs> Matt the Book I'll never Reed. get over that. Oh my I god, just... the, the book is better. Uh, I just call them the bees. It's a cool name. Plus, again, you've got oh god, not the bees, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> the bees, young beezer, young beezer sucks because there was a beezer, old ass beezer, John Van Beesbrook. He was the beezer. And um... okay, number one, unoriginal <laughs> nickname. Number two, uh, if you don't remember, John Van Beesbrook said some pretty shitty shit. A couple of years back, some pretty racist shit. So maybe we don't want to think about him too much now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, that's uh, yeah. I, I feel like Beezer is just not. It's just not a good one. Uh, and I think Bees is the way to go. Uh, I know we've talked. Uh, we had somebody tell us about Goal Therapy, or when we were asking for Joel nicknames to give us Goal Therapy. I don't remember who said that. I'm okay. But now that. that is collectively property of ours too so we had the bees and gold therapy and then also <laughs> you get a you get a fly purpley no prize if you, yeah, that's, that uh, you get you get copyright infringement is what you get you get plagiarism so you're welcome uh and then also joel farrow b scoring uh that's the one i thought of before the show and then last but not least and i think it's around if i'm not mistaken because i think it's been a fucking year philly joel came year. out around this time here been a year didn't was philly joel around this time last year or february Oh God, I, I yeah. forget. Yeah, but I think exactly. it was somewhat around that. but it's been around a year or so since Philly Joel came up. Since Sign Guy, we we talked about Sign Guy on the podcast. It was a whole thing, and then we yeah. found out Sign Guy has actually been with us since ancient Egypt. It's just that's amazing. <laughs> he actually made signs out of hieroglyphics. It's wild stuff. Sign Philly Joel, my God, it is. I hate Philly Joel so much. I hate it. Now, it, do you hate it better, more than Young Be? I hate it more than Young Beezer. Philly Joel is. The I hate guy. it more than Young Beezer. I I'll actually with like Young Beezer. I'm not going to put. Joel, yeah, unfortunately, I don't like Young Beezer, but it's better does. than Philly Joel, which is just. I, the only person that likes Young uh, Beezer is the person who came up for it, uh, for the Flyers Twitter account. But I mean, I I get I'll get the Flyers Twitter account props. They hit us with Philly Joel last year, because it's terrible. And they're like, all right, you guys don't like this shit? And then they gave us a work na- worst nickname this year because we can't push back on this one if they're going to go back to Philly Joel. So we got to live with Young Beaver. Listen, is what it comes down to. I'm not taking a trip to Allentown. I don't want to be in a New York state of mind. And I did sure as shit didn't start the fire. Fuck you, Philly Joel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get out of here. Get out of here, Bill. Get out of uh, here. Get out of here, Bill. Uh, and then uh, spent time, uh, Joel Farabee also spent time on the line with JVR and Frost this week at practice, which, uh, Ooh. I don't see, so that's a, that's a little spicy line there. Yeah, that can go, that uh, is a little bit of a spicy line. From it, uh, That's going to be like a third line. That's not going to be a second line. So everybody calm the fuck down. Now, you know what my favorite third line combination was? By favorite, I mean the funniest one for thinking of Flyers fans just having their minds blown by having to watch these three guys oh, together. Uh, yeah, JVR, yeah. Uh-huh. Nolan Patrick, uh-huh. and Jake Voracek. You've been blocked! Voracek. That is, man, that line. If they if AV ever throws that line over the boards at the same time, like half of Philly is just automatically going to be set on fire, I think is how that's oh going to work. Oh, my God. Like, it's just all going to be set ablaze. They're going to be, yeah. 
Like Twitter it's is the just going to collapse. <laughs> it's just going to be. Could you imagine if that line was put together and they just fucked? Like they just like the first, they were like the new Lumblom Couturier connecting line of this year. Like they just mopped the other teams up for the first 10 games of the year. Just scored 20 goals, spent the entire time in the other zone. Just greatest offensive line you've ever seen. And as soon as they would like have a goal against, it would be get these assholes off the ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, as soon as they have one bad defensive shift, it's yeah, like, just, I never want to see any of these guys trade them all immediately. I don't want to even see them come back from the locker room. Let's uh let's go through some of the other lines uh, recently since you since we were talking uh, talking a little bit about lines here. So these are from Jordan Hall on Wednesday, and these are the lines that you just referenced. And it seems like they are would be they would be logistical lines uh, for playing some hockey. Uh, Limblom, Katoria Konechny, Giroux, Hayes, Farabee, JVR, Patrick Voracek, Raffle, Lawton, and AK. So. I, to me, the only question I would have a line with is Drew Hayes Farabee. The yeah. rest of those lines feel like they would click and where they should be clicking in terms of hierarchy. Like Lambon, Katori, Konechny sounds like it would be a first line that would terrorize other teams. JVR, Patrick, that's Borchuk. Wait, we got to rate these lines individually. Okay. Lindblom, Katori, Konechny. That's a trip to Flavortown right there. I, th- I agree. Yeah. Like that line fucks. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that line's yeah, that line's running out of a lot of those rooms. So that one, I don't know. I've about had a, the... I've had a very R-rated podcast so far, this folks. Right. I have let's, to say, let's get it going now. Let's see. You want to take your clothes off? Let's get naked and do this. No. All right. Anyway, what's a Drew <laughs> Hayes Faraby? Um, yeah. Let's That's back. a weird line. Like it's just a weird line. I like Hayes for the the puck possession and the the two way play. Uh, I'm a fan of Drew on the left wing and. It's gonna I have, like Joel Farabee? I don't know. I just don't like. That I don't know. There's certain lines be... that kind of like you put them together and you're like, oh, that sounds really like Lindblom, Katori, connecting. You're like, oh yeah, I like yeah. all of that. Yeah, Drew Hay like Farabee. It just doesn't feel like there's any. It feels like it'll be a lot of Drew and Hayes trying to set up Farabee, but I feel like Farabee would probably thrive the best in that line, just like crashing the net, looking for rebounds, and doing the dirty work. Like when he scored against, which the I'm Canadians. cool with. Yeah, no, that's kind of his bread and butter. Yeah, so like you know, getting in the on the forecheck and being an asshole. Um, so I can see. Yeah, I mean, and also Hayes is a puck possession monster. Like I can see how that line could do well. It just feels feels a little weird. I don't know if I like it as much as uh, no. It feels like in terms of a little weird yeah. as a like in terms of JVR Patrick Voracek being the third line, and this is also jumping to the conclusion that. Patrick, uh, apparently Patrick's looked fine. Uh, and he did take a pretty big hit yesterday, uh, according to Charlie. So, like, he... That's, that's again, the big thing I want to see him just get over is the actual, you know, Evan Fla- I went on this whole fucking rant last week, so anyway. Uh, I think... Do you think uh, they should just line him up and, like, have every guy take, like, a huge shot at him? And, I think you should get a center ice and do Oklahoma's with the entire rest of the team until he's fine, and then that's it. And that's where, of course, you have to perform Oklahoma the before Oklahoma. the entire team by <laughs> yourself. That's not, yeah, that's a football show. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma's are a bitch. <laughs> they're not fun. And they're very embarrassing. Yeah, nobody can say. Uh, I think... But, like, if Patrick... To me, all my concern with Patrick is just his ability to get out there and get past the injury, which it's getting less and less every day if he's been in training camp and there hasn't been any kind of like huge qualms about his playing status. Uh, so for me, I think once he gets back into the rhythm and he looks normal, I think he is going to be a high-end talent that we expect him to be. I don't know if he's going to ever live up to, you know, Pedersen, Makar, Heiskanen, 
being as good as that, but he can definitely be. Like I think he should if he plays towards what we're expecting of him when when the Flyers drafted him, this top nine could be really could be really scary. Because JVR, the whole thing with JVR was he just didn't have anywhere to fit into the top six. But if you put Patrick and Voracek on the third line, then you, you got a pretty good top nine. And uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, my hope for Patrick really is that he can eventually settle into that, that second line center spot and really be yeah, uh, the dude there for a while. Like, I, I want when, like, especially in a couple of years when Hayes is getting older and needs to slip down into third pretty much permanently because mm-hmm. I my expectation and this could you know this might be a silly expectation my expectation is that Sean Couturier is a Flyers lifer and he is that first line center for a good long while yeah well and that's and that's going to be something we have to keep an eye on coming up here because Couturier doesn't have that much left on his deal and it could begin to the point in his career could be a little bit like the Wayne Simmons argument where because he's been working on this value deal, he deserves to get paid. And depending on where he is, I, I mean, I've seen that argument pop up over the last couple of weeks of uh, the Flyers shouldn't re-sign Couturier because you know, the cap money you could spend everywhere else in terms of re-signing all the people you're going to need to resign when it comes to like Patrick or. And but I guess the difference with the difference with Couturier, and we can get into this whole debate some other time is that Couturier is an excellent two-way player and an excellent defensive player. And those guys tend to age better than the type of player that Wayne Simmons is, that power forward. And I think, and again, I've been saying it for a while now when he's been in the hunt for these selfies and he finally got one. All the teams that have been performing well in the postseason and winning recently have all gotten, all have, pieces that have been in the Selkie running for a while. Like the Blues won behind the push of Ryan O'Reilly, won the Selkie that year. I mean, Dotsuk won a bunch. Uh, Taves won a bunch. Kopitar uh, is always Bergeron. there. Bergeron is always there. Yeah, so all these guys are consistently. And, you know, I guess an argument for that could be, are they just the top center of a really good contending team? Or are they like the main reason why the team has gotten there? But I don't know. I don't want to. I like Couturier, and I think we're going to have to see how the next couple of years pan out. But I don't like the idea right now of being like, well, we got to let him go. Because there's a lot of assumption that Patrick is going to be able to. And again, he might be able to. Um, but like you're assuming Patrick and Hayes would be playing at a clip above Couturier, where you actually have to kind of contemplate whether or not you want to get rid of Couturier or Hayes. I, I think it's going to be Couturier or Hayes. But I, I think. I don't know. I mean, it's really hard to picture just letting Couturier walk. That seems insane to me. That we, seems insane. We'll to certainly see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and again, this is all. That, this is a conversation for a year or two down the line. Yeah, you know, a little bit. Yeah, we don't need to worry about that. We were at the uh, yeah. JVR Patrick uh, Voracek uh, uh, rankings. Uh, got triple D rankings. Yeah. So I, uh, man, this for is a third tough one. line. I mean, is this a for a third line? This, you know is this a diner driving or di- no that's not how it goes but <laughs> i say it's a dive. It's, no it's a it could be a dive it's I a like dive it. it could be a trip to flavortown it's potential trip to flavortown yeah it maybe a one-way ticket i don't know i it feels like it could be like some nights this could be the most invisible line out there mainly just because of jvr and forecheck and then other nights, I feel like you could just take over a game. I feel like it makes yeah. sense in terms of Vortex playmaking and JVR's ability to just get to the net. Uh, and then Patrick has a little bit of both. So, I, I just, yeah, I wanna, obviously I want to see Patrick just have a good season. I just want to see Patrick back in action. 
really want to see Patrick yeah. back in action, but I also want to see him have a good season because yeah. I, I, number one, I hate the criticism that the Flyers get for drafting him, which is like the guy was the consensus number two pick. We would have dunked on them at the time for not drafting him, like okay. for overthinking it. Obviously, in retrospect, yeah, you're going to take Pedersen, of course, but. At the time, it was it seemed insane to get anybody but Patrick there, so it made sense. He was the consensus number one the year before that. If he had been, uh, if he had been there, and it's right. it just drives me nuts the second guessing. The guy is very talented. I want to see him succeed, and hopefully he's back, he's healthy, and he does well. And this third line, it really could go either way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, I, I think it's it's t- it's just hard to tell right now because Patrick's been out for so fucking long. I mean, uh, I think it's 87 straight games. Yeah, that's what I figured out. The end of 2018-19. So 2019. Forget about 2020. Remember when 2019 was a time in this world? <laughs> what couple, a time to be alive. A couple decades ago. Remember yeah. that was a bad year for people? and then <laughs> That was a terrible year for me personally. People were like, goodbye, then, 2019. Here's 2020. Yeah, and then 2019 was a terrible for me personally. Uh, and then I just remember 2020 being like, all right, this is my year. And uh, boy, boy, was it. It was definitely my year. <laughs> and then Summer of George. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was not the summer of crack. Uh, Raffle Law and NAK, by the way. Fourth line. As a fourth line. Yeah, get it. I like it. Give me all that. Yeah. Big fan. Give me I'm all big that. fan. Big fan of NAK just being on the fourth line, not because he deserves to be there, but because the Flyers have enough talent ahead of him that he could just be a fourth liner that, that just gets shit done. And is like well, that's a legit energy guy too. No, he is. Talking. He is ideally like whenever you and I bitch about it, he he's the type of player I envision. Just the guy that the true outcome guy. Like whenever he goes out there, he's going to be doing. You're going to be noticing him to, in a positive uh, effect one way or another. Whether it's in on the forecheck, a hit in the open ice, or just getting the puck back or scoring. So he's a pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, and I think Raffle is such a good, competent fourth liner. He's really. Yeah an ideal fourth liner. He's a good two-way guy. He can plug himself in other places in the lineup if he has to, and he can uh, pot the occasional goal. You really can't ask for much more for him. And Lawton obviously had uh, a great time in the round robin last year. He had a pretty good season last year. Last season, yeah. And I I like Scott Lawton a lot, especially in the bottom six. I like Scott Scott Lawton a lot, and I think it got... I did the season writer for Scott Lawton, and in terms of, like, shooting... Shooting the puck and driving play got a little bit lucky this year. But I still think he had a good year. I just don't think it means next year he's going to shoot as high or, you know, connect on as many shots as he did. But I still think he's going to look pretty damn good. And he moved up and down the lineup last year, too. And I think him just being on the – I like. I think NAK, that fourth line is really, really good just because of the competition they'll be going up against because I don't feel – I feel like that could be one of the better fourth lines in the league, at least in terms of drive and play. I don't know about production wise. Like I wouldn't really, you know, say Ralph and Lawton are gonna. Say, Although Lawton had a pretty good year last year in terms of goal scoring, so who knows? Yeah, that like I like the whole that whole forward group. I like the way it looks. Um, so yeah, the only one I'm really not sure about is Drew Hayes Faraby, but I mean, but even then, <laughs> still got three pretty good players. So I'm not really hating on it. G hates Farabees. G G hates Joel. G hates what the fuck is that? Young Beezer. Joel hates Philly Joel. 
Uh, the random lines. Charlie... See, it only works as G hates Farabees because it's the the opposite of uh, I heart Huckabees. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. So, Which was a film from at yeah. some point in yeah, in the twenty first century. <laughs> Believe me, it's Which not. It, it is a little. It's a kind of a deep pull. It's a deep pull. So it's, it's a weird movie. I don't, I don't I just... even know if I've actually ever seen it. Whoa! Wait, you haven't seen it. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen. I know the titles I haven't seen. What is what do you think is the most famous movie you haven't seen? I actually recently solved this because I I watched okay, the most famous movie questions. I hadn't seen. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no, I mean I, th- I just think it's interesting because yeah, there yeah, was yeah. one of the most famous movies of all time I hadn't seen, and I resolved this like two months ago, something like that. It was Citizen Kane. Oh yeah, we talked. I'd never seen Citizen Kane, and then I said... You know, it's funny, I saw that. Well, and then I saw it was on HBO Max, and I said, well, I have to... Like, I I have to just do this at some point, because I love movies, and this is, you know, one of the greatest movies of all time, so I have to watch it. And I did. Thoughts? Hold on. movie. Okay, Long movie, and it's... It was long. I gotta say, it's it's very tough with older movies sometimes, especially in the black and white era, but uh, there were a lot of great things I I certainly appreciated that. And that, it gave me a better understanding of when I saw Mank on Netflix recently of uh, of everything for that as well. There you go. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I, Susan Cain, uh, actually, I had to beat on, too. I saw that when I was a kid, so... Do you, you saw want to talk about Citizen Kane as a kid? How about yeah, that? Uh, you know, if you want to talk to someone about the film, uh, films, you know, you let me know. Teach a little bit about what What do you actually remember of Citizen Kane from when you were a kid beyond Rose? All I remember is the sled in the fireplace, honestly. That, I can kind of remember. <laughs> See, and I knew that before I watched it. Yeah, I can kind of remember, like, the front of their house. I don't know. Like, I can remember very, it, it, I saw it when I was, like, in third grade. I don't know why my dad sat me and Ian down. We're like, you guys are going to watch it. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then we watched it. <laughs> so if you, like, you as a, you know, film buff, watch it now later in your experience veteran uh movie filled career that was me early on watching it when i was like in third or fourth grade <laughs> we, as i've always said craig forsyth film buff thank you yes and that's about you know that's all i've wanted since we've been podcasting for almost a decade now i just wanted you to say that i like movies i like good movies that's that's all i, I know you like movies, movies. Thank I, you. I know you like pal right. i know you like i know some stuff let's yeah. talk about let's talk about some of these uh rando other lines. line rando lines here Okay, so I think I forget the way that uh, Charlie got these in his article. But and by the way, because there's only like three or four people that are actually able to see these practices, so it's like Charlie, Slam and Sammy, uh, Jordan Hall, and I don't even know who else. But uh, and as we all know, Charlie's working out the entire time while yeah, watching he's just, practice. He's just doing curls. Yeah. He's just doing twenty ones in the corner waiting for yeah. yeah. Uh, and I forget the way Charlie wore these lines, but this is like the one that Limblon, Patrick, and AK. Pretty interesting one. That I don't. I don't yeah, where you will put that in the lineup, but it could be a second line. Could be a third. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting picks. for sure. I mean, it, I uh, think that's that a, line, bit, a lot of question marks. I don't even know where to start. With I that like. One. I think Limbaum and NAK would never give up the puck, uh, and then Patrick's the high end talent, and then Limbaum. It's true. And, and then like uh, NAK. Would be so you have your energy that. guy. I think you have your all around like responsible player in. Yeah. Limblom, who can also pot, you know, a bunch of goals, yeah. and then you have your your high end talent in Patrick. In yeah, terms okay. of uh, in terms of throwing hockey names at the board here, this uh, this moves from six to twelve a little bit for me. I'm not gonna lie, but like those three names together, 
in terms of like what they could mold together. I don't know. That looks uh, more caliente. Uh, Raffle a spicy meatball. <laughs> Raffle Hayes, uh, Zade Wisdom, who apparently has been looking pretty good, uh, according to Charlotte. Not good enough to make the team. That would be an insane expectation for a guy that was drafted this year, but looking pretty good, all things considered. Uh, nice. And uh, apparently Wisdom is, as described in his uh, scouting report, is just kind of more of a heavier player. Uh, physical, kind of just knows him out there in front of the net, playing hits, uh, creating a difference physically. So, to me, Hayes, Wisdom, Raffle sounds like a line that would never give up the puck. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that, too. I mean, That's your it, future third line right there? Oh, baby. I mean, if that's a third line, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, in a couple of years. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, and then he just put this down here as a random, like a weird line or a weirdest line of the day. Uh, Sam Marin, Connor Bunneman, and Travis Konechny. Think about that group for just a second. Because that's... The bully line. Fucking weird. You going with the bully line? Oh, yeah. I'm going with the yeah. bully line. Uh, the tall jerk store line. No. <laughs> I mean, they're just, you know, you got two guys shoving everybody around and they got Travis Konechny, the original jerk store. Oh, uh, yeah. There's, yeah, the original one. Wait, who's uh? Well, nobody else is really earning the claim of uh, the second jerk store. Nobody's opened up the second jerk store yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not, no, not it hasn't yet. franchised. Maybe yet. Sam Marin. Maybe the Technically, the original jerk store is of George uh, George yeah, but yeah. or the guy he was calling the jerk <laughs> store. But uh, Travis Konechny, the jerk store's all-time bestseller. That's really the way to go. Uh, he's a pain in the ass, and everybody hates him. But then he gets uh, Sam Morin and uh, Connor Bunneman to to <laughs> shove everybody around. Just dish it over, yeah. I'm still a fan. I'm still a fan of the line I made uh, as soon as I heard about Sam Morin going to the wing that I said on Twitter. The Frost Giants. Morgan Frost, uh, Sam Morin, and um, what's his nuts uh, that they drafted? Uh, Rackliff. Oh, man. Oh, you're talking like a prospects game line? Yeah, that would be fucking... Yeah, the Frost Giants. I want the Frost Giants as soon as the Phantoms are back. I want the Frost Giants as like the top line. And it's just nothing but Marin and Ratcliffe just setting moving picks in the neutral zone while, like, Frost just kind of skates around. Like, they're just creating a path to the net. I can see that. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, that would work uh, Work pretty well. Actually, speaking and then of... And I want Immigrant Song playing the whole time, like... Because <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. thinking... Ah! <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, speaking of Isaac Ratcliffe, uh, got some information on Ratcliffe, Ustamenko, and uh, Luzinski. So, Tanner Luzinski was... Apparently, Tanner Luzinski, according to... Hey, Charlie. Uh, apparently, he was injured while training before the season start, so he has not been involved in training camp at all yet. Uh, he's recovering from a core muscle surgery, uh, and if the, apparently if the camp was started a little bit later, like just a couple weeks or so, uh, he would have been fine and playing. That's why um, he is not in practice right now. And then also, Ratcliffe is at at least four weeks due to a fractured rib. Uh, 15 points in 53 games last year with the Phantoms. He had six goals uh, his first pro season. 41 goals for the Guelph Storm in 17-18. 50 goals for them in 18-19 in the OHL. Uh, and I think he's somebody, uh, him, and Kirill Ustamanko, little Lucy Vert, uh, out four to five months after undergoing surgery to repair a torn labrum in his left hip. Uh, so he should be back by May or June, which that kind of cancels his whole... Uh, expectations of being involved in the NHL season. 919 save percentage in 31 ECHL games last year, and 889 save percentage in five AHL games uh, his first year as a pro. 910 save percentage two games for HK Gomel in the Belarusian Extra League A out in uh, Belarus. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, and he is not like this. What was I going to say? Ratcliffe and Yusmanko, the injuries hurt them a lot this year because this is supposed to be seasons that they're supposed to big, uh, big leaps in their uh, development. Because Ratcliffe took his lumps during the first pro season, could not find the back of the net, just struggled for whatever reason. Uh, and now this was supposed to be his year. Acme with the league, supposed to have more help down there. Uh, and he should at least looked a little bit better. And now he's not even going to get a chance to go up against the NHL bodies of training camp. Yustamanko was going to have a chance to battle for an AHL spot. And now it looks like he is just... He's just going to be status quo for another year. And he's going to be battling for the same spot he would have been this year and next year. And that's also if he's not delayed by being out for four to five months now on top of all the COVID delays around the world. So, um, sucks. Sucks, yeah. for, sucks for that both those suck. guys. And, yeah, it does really and suck. And I, I just know... I mean... I know that the Ratcliffe pack is just going to be very, very <laughs> upset about this news. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the Ratcliffe pack will hopefully... Uh, take this and try I that was what like... i came up with i came up with like oh, i don't one. know three yeah. days ago and i i texted craig and i'm like don't let me forget ratcliffe pack i will say if the ratcliffe pack forms i think i will become part of the ratcliffe pack because i again not a big fan when they draft them just because of the context of the draft pack but he's grown on me over the years he his style doesn't really necessarily translate to NHL success, but we're talking about plopping Marin up there, Marin down there in the uh, the bottom six for size, and uh, you know uh, tenacity and everything. I don't think Ratcliffe would bring the tenacity part, but he's a pretty big boy. He would uh, get into the corners and in front of the net and things. So uh, big I'd love if he worked out, but it, it definitely felt like a stretch to to jump up like they did to get him. Oh yeah, no yeah, it it, it did, and they trade a lot of picks to get him. So. Yeah, and then Yustamanko, yeah, again, the Flyers have a handful of goaltending prospects that aren't Carter Hart, who look somewhat promising, and he was one of them, but we'll see. I mean, we just got to wait for him next year now. Uh, and then I did want to say one last thing about camp, and then we'll move on. Uh, Charlie also put together some pairs that were uh, the defensive pairs for the most recent uh, day from training camp. Ghost was on the top pair with Provorov. It wasn't. For any stretch of time, it wasn't like a second or third day in a row. It was just for that day. Um, and again, Ghost and Proverov did work pretty well. It's a top pair in 17-18. I know there's, you know, some people don't want to hear that. But maybe, uh, and Steve, you were also throwing it out there last week? Two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Whenever we talked about Phil sure. of uh, trying uh, Proverov and Phil. Ghost on the top pair. So, uh, maybe. I, uh, yes, I've been talking it? about this. Yeah, well, I've been talking about this pretty much since since uh, Matt Niskanen. Just decided to retire because, yeah, you know, I yeah. actually can't. You know, I, I, I dunk on him just a tiny bit, but I can't blame <laughs> him because the, the league has been a mess. Like, they just yeah. barely figured out how to start this season up. Uh, I like it just because we were talking about Dr. Couturier, Sean Couturier, as uh, the guy who can kind of fix, like, any player you throw with him. Uh, they're going to look good next to Couturier because he does so much well. And... Provorov is the closest uh, that you have on the Flyers' defense to that. He is your number one defenseman, and he's the guy you really want to rely upon uh, for, you know, players that... I, I don't want to see Braun up there, let me put it that way, but yeah. if you yeah. did, Provorov could 
pick up some of the slack for him. The thing is, in the past, Ghost and Pro-V have worked well. And if you really want to give Ghost a proper chance to show what he's got and that he's still got it and he can still be a valuable member of this defense, that's putting him in a position to win. That's giving him a true shot to show us what he's got. Yeah. No, I I agree. And, like, AV has been talking about giving him a clean slate and everything. And, I mean, this would be one hell of a clean slate to just kind of plop him up there on the top. Again, uh, I mean, I like, uh, if I'm reading what these three lines were, uh, or these three pairs, I mean, this is a, a six-man unit I didn't even think of. It would be uh, for Rough Ghost on the top pair, Sanheim Myers on the second pair, and then apparently Igor Zamola and Justin Brown on the third pair. What? Like I would, I would take that. I mean, I, I mean, you're worried about, uh, you know, Hag and Gus at that point, but uh, I'm not so worried about Hag and Gus at that point. I kind of like, I've been a big fan of Zamula for a while. I don't know if he's going to make the jump. And also, again, this is one day in training camp. I mean, if he's there tomorrow, Friday at training camp, I, I might get a little more excited. But he, I, I mean, that would be that. Honestly, might be the third pair tandem I'll be most excited about or the one i think would work the most zamula gus and braun is what i'm looking at for the third pair uh so and if ghost is going to be in the top four then that's yeah that's the way i'm looking at it so yeah apparently igor zamula might be uh might be making a little i'm in for it i'm here i'm I'm in for it just uh, considering some of the other talent around here also i it's weird because they have a ton of defensive talent but there's also a couple areas where they're definitely thinner than I'd like them to be. And I really want a guy like Zamola to work out well for the Flyers. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is they still have Freeman too. So Freeman, Zamola is pushing his way up, uh, up the list as well. Uh, and this is all before um, York, you know, York and um, a guy like Adder probably here in a couple of years. Oh, I don't know if Adder's a shoe in. But, like, you know, there are guys that there's more help on the way coming, too. So, the, Marin was not, like, I think this is, if Marin's going to have any chance to make a team, he's got to play it forward. And also, Zamuli is a guy that should have been, I mean, all things considered, I don't think anybody's really expecting him to be. Well, again, this is just testing out. So, like, if he looks good today with the rest of the NHLers, or if he looks, if he's back there with the rest of the NHLers tomorrow, we'll, we'll see how it's going. But. I mean, honestly, if there's a season to kind of try guys out, just given, like, obviously you don't have a ton of room for error given the limited number of games you have, but at the same time, given how many back-to-backs you have and how many, like, one-day gap between games, like, these guys are going to be pretty damn tired, and also you're going to get to uh, carry a deeper bench, right? Or not a bench, bench. but... Taxi squad. Same same thing. I mean, like, you're going to have more people you can keep on your roster and you want to worry about waivers and they can i'm pretty sure they can practice with the team and they they're just like they're like extra scratches i believe that's how it's gonna go um again that's, it'll get a little hairy. that's my understanding as well yeah yeah it'll get a little hairy because the ahl season starts on february 5th i don't know if they're on that or they're starting then so we'll have to talk about the taxi squad stuff next week but yeah, can, yeah, yeah. keep going but especially in the first couple weeks then, before the AHL season starts, like you can really try some guys out, see what's working, and, and I don't know, experiment a little bit. Yeah. And I think it is going to be a thing this year, too, where I think there are going to be times where, because you are going to be playing the same teams over and over again, and you're going to be playing them in for consecutive games at times. There might be a little bit 
little bit more strategy involved in terms of just like throwing in those random lines like when we would occasionally see like a black ace getting thrown out there to play like a playoff two game or two and it's like their nhl debut like that's kind of i could see a situation like that happening this year for zamola and him getting a chance or like you know moran like we were talking about earlier although i hope he doesn't because uh I'm going to buy that soda in a couple months or whatever. I'm going to buy with $5. <laughs> we'll figure it out when we get to that point in time. <laughs> $5, mister. Yeah. Uh, so are uh, you thinking uh, you want to talk about advertising again, Steve, real quick? You're fair. <sighs> uh, haven't time. I been angry enough today? Yes. Like... We'll go through. Look, I'm going to I'm gonna get that blood pressure out one more time. We're gonna, we'll just run through these. I won't give a shit. And then we'll, uh, we'll just move on to the next topic. Which or the Flyers we're thinking about, you know, this is, yeah. on, actually, this is right here. Slam and Sammy. There you go. So the Flyers are reportedly making a final decision on helmet ads over the next few days. Definitely, it's going to be show and tell, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> show and tell. Uh, Delilah's yeah. uh, peanut shoes. Well, Bambi, I was thinking of the most random. Like, Bambi delivery. cleaner on Broad Street. <laughs> Which illegally uses Disney's Bambi. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I was trying to think of like what uh, I think. Well, everybody's saying Wawa. I think that's the go-to uh, Flyers uh, helmet. Well, ad. if you're gonna do it, Here if you're go. gonna do this shit, as you know, I'm not in favor of it. But if you're gonna do it, Penguin Sheets, Flyers Wawa. Let's settle this for once and all. Steve Jaco, Jersey hat at. Uh, just fan, just fanatic. Once these ads on the he says, "Yeah, love ads." <laughs> I want plain everywhere. I want something that goes against the colors of the flyers, so that it pisses everybody off. That's the so like Planet Fitness would do that. Whole Foods, do a Whole Foods. That team. I, when I think of Whole Foods, I think of Flyers fans. Like there's nothing goes uh, every time. Yeah, yeah, nothing goes more hand in hand than that. Uh, I'm trying to. What else? What else? just a cheesesteak? Kombucha. <laughs> I want them to have an ad for cheesesteaks. Not any particular cheesesteak place. Just the idea of cheesesteaks. Just, just the idea the food, of cheesesteaks. Just yeah. the food cheesesteak, yeah. No, how about the ro- roast pork sandwiches, right? The yep. most underrated Philadelphia sandwich, <laughs> yeah, the roast pork right. sandwich. Everybody thinks it's the cheesesteak. No, no, no. That's a roast pork sandwich, my friend, with broccoli <laughs> rob. Dude, did we ever talk about the final cheesesteak I got um, in the last weekend of the normal world? And I already forget no. the place I went to. Jimmy's? Is that a place that exists? In Jim's? No, it was. I don't know. I don't think it, no, 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 no. There's no Jimmy's, but there's Jim's. Oh. Maybe I'm not. I say that person. like there's a huge difference, but I mean, <laughs> I don't think it was. Yeah, it's not. Jim's, I guess it's no. a cheesesteak uh, connoisseur. A cheesesteak place. I, I forget. I was honest. I had a uh, cheese, uh, cheese cream, uh, cream cheesesteak. No, no, no. It sounds like that, but it was good. It was. Okay. I mean, I love cream really cheese, good. but yeah, yeah. And you like you like steak, don't you? I do like Slap steak. Slap your hands together, baby, and you get a cream cheese. My steak, cardiologist yeah. says you like steak, my friend. Yeah, well, he doesn't fucking know anything, Steve. I've known about you for <laughs> almost five years now, however long we've been podcasting. You get you get as many of those as you want. Okay, fuck you, doctor. Thanks, pal. Yeah, you look. <laughs> That's gonna be my new business. Is I'm just gonna open up. I'm just Fuck gonna open doctor. up. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna open up an office next to a doctor's office. And each time somebody walks out of a doctor's office, I'm like, "Can you can you come here? What did you just say? No, no. You come inside my doctor's office, and I'll tell you how you live your life. You're gonna enjoy it this way a lot better. So 
A lot of people are going to be dying earlier in their lives with me, but they'll be happier. You, That's what it's all about. You just hand people a baggie of random pills. <laughs> Take two of these. See me in the morning. What are they? Pills, I don't know. Taco Bell coupons, bunch of soda, money, like 20 bucks. Like, get out of here. You're, you're happy now, just right? Ch- yeah, you're just chug this six pack of Coke. You'll feel great. <laughs> oh, shit. So the the Flyers are going to decide on ads. It's it's clearly again going to be show and tell. It's the obvious choice. Now, to make it really confusing, they could go with like they could go with like Citizens Bank and because they're Citizens Bank Park, but they play in the Wells Fargo Center. So let's just you know, mix it all yeah. up. Lincoln Financial, Lincoln Financial Fields, right there. Maybe the Walk Philadelphia over. Union. Maybe the Philadelphia Union can sponsor the Flyers helmets to make <laughs> it really confusing. I think. I'm in for that, actually. I, I yeah. that's that's the weirdest situation that I'm in. <laughs> soft pretzels, just like a soft pretzel guy on Roosevelt Boulevard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just I a think wrinkled, wrinkled paper, brown paper bag with a pretzel sticking out of it. <laughs> they really How are. How did you guys get managed to get the bag so sweaty on the helmet heart? <laughs> that's art, baby. <laughs> Oh, this tricks that after yeah, that's <laughs> like I miss that guy. Steve, those are the things that I miss from the normal world. Spending way too much money on street cars. You miss you know? like I miss just walking. You miss out stopping of at a here. stoplight on Roosevelt oh. Boulevard and having a guy missing at least five teeth sell you a bag of soft pretzels. That he probably kept somewhere in his basement the whole day yeah steve i missed it i missed living life i missed getting out he's there. got a shopping cart with yeah. miscellaneous shit smell that guy's breath while pretzels bottles of water Bite copies of, of the philadelphia daily news he's <laughs> <laughs> got it all he was the original wawa he, he should honestly he was the original wawa he should be looking for uh, royalties with that idea Soft pretzels. yeah all he needs to do is if he had coffee out there that's how you get can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can I get you hot coffee? <laughs> Drunk Flyers fans. 10 o'clock on like a Thursday night. Oh my God. Oh, I'm just imagining a, a guy in the middle of Roosevelt Boulevard getting you a hot coffee from his shopping cart. <laughs> just like pulling a hot cup of coffee. Where did that come nowhere. from? Yeah. He just like pulling him out of his coat. He just shrugs. There you go. <laughs> Can I get cream and sugar? You don't want that. Yeah, and they're like giving an like, extreme order. Like, can I get uh, two sugars, a uh, low fat milk? And he's like, all right, just pulls it out immediately. It's like, did you hear what I said? Yeah, it's all in there. I know what you want. I know. Yeah. Could you make some latte art for me? <laughs> just pulls out of his shoe. Here you go. This is yours. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. So there's there's other advertising news though, right? So yeah. it's not just the yeah, helmets. Of course, baby. I told you I'm revved up with all this advertising news. So the NHL, some groundbreaking advertising in the NHL. Hopefully, it stays for a while. Uh, they have decided to sell the division names because it is one year of these East, West, North, and Central divisions. And uh, Flyer or the Steve the Flyers will be playing in uh, Mass, the Mass Mutual NHL East division. Isn't that fun? That sounds fun. That's a lot. It rolls off the tongue. It. Uh, I think about hockey when I hear it, and uh, I don't. I don't think about you know. Uh, I don't think about money at all. I don't think about what goes into the whole process of the sport and everything else. I just great uh, deal of mess there. It's yep. Yeah. That's yeah, uh That's 
that that is honestly just it's not surprising at this point because we have heard the NHL is pursuing making revenue in any and we've heard all the sports leagues kind of cry poor right now <laughs> but it's like okay fine i guess you need to stay quote unquote afloat here or whatever but it dude selling the division names is so tacky it's so tacky yes, yeah. and oh my god like such, such weird sponsors too like okay discover and honda totally normal sponsors right there but mass mutual and scotia are <laughs> i think scotia what? bank well scotia bank is the can that's scotia bank right that's can canada's division. i guess so that makes sense. sure like that's, that's okay a canadian bank i i'm with you with mass mutual though that sounds although i don't i'm pretty sure all these companies have been fucking sponsors of the league forever They're, oh yeah yeah it was just the league going like hey want a yeah, little more it. bank for your advertising buck here my friend yeah. How about every time, every time an announcer has to talk about the division, they say the name of your organization. Organization. How about, why don't we just cut out all the middlemen? Just get right down to the bottom of the slippery slope. Why don't we force players to start changing their names to company names? There. Put it out there. Let's do it. Let's yeah. na- get rid of Mass the puck. Mutual don't call Giroux. it a puck anymore. <laughs> yeah, Mass Mutual Giroux. There you go. Discover don't call it a puck anymore. Like call a it the Honda. <laughs> Yeah, have to Honda shoot the Honda Reeves into bike. the back of the net. Well, you could rename net. You could rename goal. Just every, you know, let's just get it to the point. Lysol Proveroff. Lysol Proveroff. There you go. Scrubbing Bubbles Broad. There you go. I got a bunch out of the way. Or what if it's Ivan Lysol? Ooh. Yeah, I guess going with the last name. So that the nameplate, the nameplate says the name of the product. Hmm. Yeah, no, that no, that does make sense. Yeah, yeah. Claude, Sean uh, MacBook Pro. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Claude Lando Lakes Butter. We're on the back there. Carter iPhone Twelve. Okay. All right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, you could have like you you could na- sell the naming rights for both goalies, so you could have like the Carter iPhone Twelve, and then the. <laughs> The opposing goalie could be the Galaxy, whatever the oh, Galaxy is. Oh, yeah. There you go. And then they just tweet out which goalie had a better... Oh, man, I would feel bad. Gang, let's yeah. talk about brand superiority. We could turn sports <laughs> into what it's always meant to be. The battle for brand superiority. Steve, you want to talk about... Oh, there's no... I can't segue. The Flyers are playing out towards folks. I mean, that's the <laughs> segue I was going to try and do there. There's nothing. Do you, do you have a segue? You want to crack it out there? I, I know I've been hogging the segue game the last couple of months here. I want to give you a chance. You have uh, you got anything? Now we go from the advertising. No, I can't. Okay. The advertising world to the outdoor world, where the Flyers may play this year. <laughs> and uh, no, yeah, apparently they are, uh, according to uh, Elliot Friedman, who knows a little bit about some stuff. Uh, and according to Friedman, uh, according to multiple sources, the NHL is beginning its mystery Alaska experiment with four teams as part of a unique two-game, two-day outdoor weekend showcase. At Lake Tahoe, uh, Edgewood Tahoe Resort, home of the popular celebrity golf tournament, is hosting these games, which will be played around the 16th, 17th, and 18th holes. Exciting! Uh, and the Flyers now, are- of course, by the mystery Alaska experiment, that means that the New York Rangers come in on a helicopter and have to play each team. Yes, that's, that's exactly what that means. 
Uh, I was also thinking of a baked. What's a what's that food? This dessert. It's a dessert, Alaska? I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Baked Alaska. No, it's baked. baked. Al- it is baked Alaska. Okay. Yeah. Flaming um, Alaska is not a, a thing. dangerous sex movie. No, I'm kidding. I, I, it's not that. <laughs> it sounds. It sounds like a shitty like Keanu Reeves action movie from like the nineties. I don't know. Flaming Alaska. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like the shittier version of Speed, where they have to. Yeah. Um, twenty uh, February twentieth and twenty first. Uh, these two games will be played, and the four teams involved will be the Flyers, Bruins, Golden Knights, and Avs. Golden Knights and Avs play on the twentieth, and the Flyers and Bruins face off on the twenty first. Uh, both games will be on NBC. Looking forward to that. Steve, watching like some it. outside hockey. Yeah, it's going to be kind of goofy because there's not going to be any fans at all. But I like it. Whatever. I mean, if you're not going to have any fans, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're not going to have any fans in the arena, you might as well have some scenic outdoor stuff. Like I, yeah. I think that sounds cool. I think that Actually, sounds really cool as long as it doesn't pour all day. Oh god, just that rains suck. all over. God, no, that would be uh, I, very much. I'm this, assuming yeah. that they're not expecting that to happen with their location, but you never know. It's. Uh, I don't know. Like, I can't think about that. I think it's going to look really nice. I'm looking forward to this. I think it's a cool idea. And I mean, at this point, can you just do the entire season outdoors? Just Oh, I mean, we were kicking their own that idea. They were talking about that with some teams, but it would have been the whole thing of like, uh, what was it? Like the Penguins were one of those teams. Uh, there were like four or six teams that were talking about playing the whole uh, season in the outdoor stadium near them. So like the Penguins would have played at Heinz Field the whole season. As like a way to get fans into the stadium and not have to worry about COVID restrictions and actually be able to play. It was a whole fucking thing. But I mean, it's not going down. I, I, now that you mention it though, like the way you uh, explained it, like, you know, if you're not going to have fans in the stands and it's going to be a weird game overall, may as well get some nice scenery in there. Like, uh, may as well see some cool shit. So, that makes oh, sense hell yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll go take that. So, uh, actual yeah, good idea show, from the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't take many of our ours, so we may as well get on something every once in a while. But Spectrum Cup. Yeah, and then we have uh, World Junior Championship. Steve, do this, and then talk about uh, some other stuff. Uh, talk about the NBC ESN stuff. But uh, World Junior Championship. Uh, Cam York, Bobby Brink, and the boys of Team USA won gold last week at the World Junior Championship. Uh, they beat Canada two to nothing. In the gold medal game, Alex Turcott, uh, fifth overall to the Kings in 2019, and Trevor Zegras, uh, ninth overall to the Ducks in 2019, each scored. Zegras was a monster the last two years at the World Junior Championship. Really ridiculous this year. Uh, had nine assists in five games last year. And then this year, he led the tournament with 18 points, seven goals in seven games. Uh, and he's jumping to the AHL after one year at BU. Uh, Spencer Knight was USA's goalie. They had a 34-save shutout. He had a 940-save percentage in Three shutouts in five wins. That guy has his position filled by Bobrovsky forever. So that's a good. That was a good contract by the uh, the Panthers. The really oh the best. Guys, it's uh, yeah. It's really working out for him. So it's working out well. Bobrovsky. I yeah. Man, yeah. And then, uh, I can't believe there was a minute where I was I was actually kind of like oh man the Panthers maybe uh, getting their shit together. They got Coach Q. <laughs> they got Bobrovsky. They got the most underrated player in NHL history. They're gonna yeah, it, do it, and it was, it man, was there. It was. Uh, they are real mediocre still. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think people forgot they don't have defense, and also you know secondary scoring and whatnot. Uh, or not, not really secondary scoring. They really just did not have defense, and Bobrovsky had poop sheets. So, 
Uh, York and Brink, though, for the tournament. Uh, York had uh, six points, one goal on eight shots, and was plus four in seven games. Nice. Uh, looked, had had some not great plays uh, at times, but also uh, logged a lot of minutes. I think he played over 22 minutes in two or three of the games uh, and looked comfortable for most of the games outside of those you know, glaring mistakes, but also those things kind of happen. Uh, Brink, six Worth points. noting. Sorry, I, I just wanted to get this in here oh, on yeah, York. Also, definitely worth noting the fact that York was the captain of this oh, team. Oh, yeah, he too. was. Yes, he was the leader. And, like, yeah. I, I think that's a great sign. It's something that I know the Flyers are big on, are drafting these players with great leadership qualities. And it looks like they got another one. Yeah, no, it, yeah. And I, you're right. I did not mention this one, but I mentioned, uh, I think, when we first started talking about this, captain of uh, America. Yeah, he was. Uh, Good old uh, Captain America. It's the new Joe Pavelski. So I'm going to go for Joe because here comes Cam York. Uh, I think he – I want to say he's he's going to go back to Michigan. I think he's going back to Michigan next year too. And then I think he's probably going to be with the Flyers. But we'll, he might uh, – the Flyers' blue line is kind of log jammed right now. I don't know if he's jumping over for the uh, uh, next season, but we'll see. Um, but in the gold medal game, York had two shots in goal and played 2013 time on ice. Uh Bobby Brink had one shot and goal and two penalty minutes in the championship game. Uh, for the tournament, he had six points overall. He had a two-goal game and also had four assists, uh, 11 shots on goal, plus eight, and those two penalty minutes in seven games. And I just, his skating, he's got like a weird hitch in his skating. And it's really like, I, I didn't watch all the tournament. I watched some some games. And the ones I saw with USA, uh, he... I just don't, I don't even, he like, he, it looks like he's leaning on his right stick a lot when he like sticks out. I, I don't know. It works for him. I mean, he's not blowing by people, but he's getting where he needs to get. And uh, he's still putting in some greasy goals. Both his goals uh, in that two goal game were just him going to the net, crashing and putting on rebounds. So he, uh, I mean, it was a fine tournament for both these guys that had kind of quiet appearances in last year's World Junior Championship. Expectation they played bigger roles this year. And I'd say being the captain on the uh, gold medal winning team and uh, forward with six points in seven games, I think those are uh, pretty important roles on a team that won gold. I'll, I'll take that. It feels pretty good to me. Pretty, pretty, pretty important. And, uh, and uh, USA beat Finland in the semifinals to get there. Canada beat Russia 5-0 in the semifinals to get to the gold medal game. Uh, and then also, along with York and Brink, the Flyers had Emil Andre play for Team Sweden. And uh, Flyers' second-round pick in 2020. Lost to Finland in the quarterfinals. Andre had one assist, two penalty minutes, and was plus three in five games. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, a little help from our friends uh, friends of the show. Thought we'd bring up the talking about uh, Robert Hag last week, being Robert Hogg at the World Junior Championship, and uh, Timbo Slice saying I forgot about the nickname Body Bag Hag. And that's probably the best Body that is. I think that is the best nickname when it comes to Robert Hack. And then, uh, but maybe from now on we can call every prospect, uh, Swedish prospect hog, which I can get behind. I think we can call every Swedish prospect hog from now on. So anybody, well, Lena Sandin is hog to me right now until he does something uh, that I actually remember him for. See, if only we didn't have a hog already. Like, that's the only part th- that really is the drawback yeah. for me on this. I think that makes it funnier. I don't know. Just calling all of them the hog, but just leaning. I mean, we like, already call everybody on the roster Steve, or at least we did a few years ago. Which oh, that's right. Yeah, is a giant pain in the ass, <laughs> yeah, or a pain in the right. 
pain in the slack for me. I got like three pings tonight because we were talking about uh, Hartnell potentially, and we'll talk about this later, being part of the uh, the broadcast crew. We, we've been calling him Steve Hartnell because of that, that caption that says Steve Hartnell instead of Scott Hartnell. And I get a ton of pings for Steve Hartnell because of that. So if Steve Hartnell comes up, I get a ping for that. Uh, Steve Mason, which is his actual name. But anytime there's talk about Steve Mason, I have to hear about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is, Steve uh... Simmons is my least favorite one. Oh, yeah. Well, Steve Simmons, I mean, but at least people were thinking of a great, respected writer when they say somebody like Steve Simmons. <laughs> so when they think of you, or like you, now you say it, you're like, oh, it's Steve Simmons at least. So. It's that is a situation I love. Yeah, that is a tough one. I mean, I am glad that Craig Ruby is nowhere near the team anymore. So, because uh, that was what my Slack hell was about uh, a couple years. Oh ago. yeah. But oh, uh, I would have driven me insane. Yeah. That, but then uh, again, I wasn't around for Steve Mason. I was around like a year after Steve Mason yeah. <laughs> in, in that Slack chat. But I mean, like, there is a period where like every other player is Steve, and I get that, and I'm like, oh god, no, no. <laughs> And I'm sure I'm going to get a ton of Steve pings just for, for oh, stating absolutely. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely will. Uh, and then also uh, another friend of the show, Del Cosell. Uh, Del Cosell. Uh, Frank Haynes. Can't Del believe Cosell. You get... Del Cosell. Uh, can't believe you guys didn't make a Wild Hogs reference when talking about hack. I can't believe we didn't either. Okay. No, it's <laughs> I'm disappointed in us. I'm, I'm frankly extremely disappointed so in us. And I know Tim Allen, John go. Travolta, Martin William Lawrence. H. Macy, and Martin Lawrence are oh, just H. all colossally... Everybody forgets about William H Macy and that yeah. crew. He's not. That I don't think he's legendary. The Wild Hog, legendary crew, right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we <laughs> we dropped the ball on that one. Wild <laughs> Hags, number one movie in in Finland. It's it, it really is amazing. Yeah, that's it's it's uh I. It's where four, it Robert right Hag and stop watching him. Robert Hag and three of his clones get on motorcycles and go cross country and. Uh, very slightly hit cars in every state. Slightly. <laughs> just a tap, just a little tap, Oops, but it counts. It's a hit. They've hit. They've technically hit every one of those cars and lost insurance points for every one of those hits, but they did it. It's it's a weird movie. It's a terrible movie. Nobody. It's just not good. It's just Bodybagger. Four. It's got. They got a four on Rotten Tomatoes. It's it's just. Oh, it sounds right. It sounds right. Uh, and of, of course, there's the, the Hitman as well, which is uh, another good one for, for him. I do enjoy the Hitman. Yeah, it's, that's a, the classic, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, do you want to get to the news you just mentioned uh, with uh, good old Stevie Hartnell? Let's talk about a Stevie lot of, Hartnell. A lot of moving parts. And uh, well, let's start with uh, a lot of new faces are going to be bringing you uh, hockey coverage on TV over the next couple of years. We'll start with Bill Clement retiring from broadcasting. And that one. No! Yeah, that one came right before no. this podcast, and also kind of sings a little because we have made fun of Bill on this podcast before. But I, friend of the Clement. goddamn show, best Bill Clement. Show. Yeah, he is best friend of the show. He's just the best. He is best friend. I. I That's put not a title <laughs> we hand out lightly. Best friend of the show, but Bill well, Clement gets best friend of the show. Yeah, he might be best friend of the show. I. I don't think it, we throw friend of the show out there. Lightly. I throw a friend of the show. Best yeah. friend. I don't best think I've friend. done best friend. I've never done best friend. And We're throwing it out there friend, for the first time. I was going to say, if I've done best friend, it's been revoked, and I'm giving it to Bill Clement. That's canon. So sorry, whoever, you know, got excited about that. My bad. But it's not happening. Best friend of the show, Bill Clement, has retired from broadcasting. 
I didn't even believe this at first. I, I had seen it through like another Flyers blog had been retweeted or something, and I was like, I don't believe that. And then I found the tweet from Meltzer, and I'm like, no, I have to yeah. trust Bill Meltzer on this. <laughs> like, of all the guys who would like 100% have this scoop, it would be Bill Meltzer. Yeah, so it was, there's no denying that one. And I was like, God damn it. Bill Clement, man, so he, there's been a roller coaster ride with Bill Clement for me because when I was young, he was on the uh, NHL and ESPN and he was a national broadcaster and he drove my dad nuts as a national broadcaster. Uh, my oh, dad really? hated him because, <laughs> well, national broadcasters have to be more neutral about this stuff. We saw this with uh, Boucher and oh, Keith yeah. Jones uh-huh. this year. So to your your ears as a fan, like you are so used to hearing these guys really pull hard for your team that yeah. to hear them go otherwise or just neutral or talk about the other team, you're like, oh, why are they talking about the other team so positively? Are they right, so right, right. it drives you a little nuts. And as a kid, you know, because he drew my a lot of the stuff my dad hated, I hated. So I was like, oh, yeah, he's but then as an adult, when he came back to the Flyers and he was doing the play or the uh, color commentary here, man, I freaking loved him. He, the past few years of Bill Clement have been a treasure. His weird, we, we call him sex, but like the grunts he makes, <laughs> like when there's a great play, is like, oh yeah. But like, see, it's, like, I like, it's phenomenal. It's so good. Yeah. I like how that's relatable though. Not like everybody's oh, making sex. It's a hundred percent. But yeah, it's pretty much when you're watching, you're, oh, when yeah, there the is, most... like, when Claude Giroux has, like, a silky smooth backhand or something like that, I'm like, oh. Like, <laughs> he does it. He just says Ooh. it. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he, he it's relatable. Bro- yeah. And he's, like, the best friend of the fans. Like, he is, like, uh, the mouthpiece for the fans throughout all of this. And I'm really going to miss that because he, he also would get feisty in the way you want it, that your announcers to get feisty. He would make these funny comments. He was really funny. He would make these really bizarre comparisons. I had retweeted a few of my favorites from from over the years uh, earlier. I'm just going to read a couple of oh, yeah, these real quick. Let me see. I have to go back because I had to retweet myself. But <laughs> let's see. He had, uh, he'll stick his nose in there looking for honey and it doesn't matter if he finds a bee's nest and no honey he's gonna stay looking for more <laughs> that was bill clement on jordan wheel, <laughs> jordan wheel. why just fucking jordan wheel gets that little, little players just a little verse of poetry uh, uh his aunt friend of mine best friend of mine his aunt uh yeah, nice. yeah, little okay, players Little players can do the best jitterbugging. I don't even know who that was about, but Bill Clement said that back in 2019. Uh, who have you been saying that about? 2016. I have no idea. Uh, Bill Clement's go-to stuck-in-the-neck analogy is lobster trap. <laughs> and from 2015, Bill Clement just described Michael Delzato as a walking rubber magnet. There you go. Which we all, we all which totally I, I guess that takes on a different context when you think I about mean, his history of DMing yeah, porn stars. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, that's a that's sliding to them DMs, but yeah. I do. I mean, Bill Clement, mention, man, like he's one got of the weirdest flyers broadcasters, yeah. and I I'm gonna miss the hell out of him. He's got uh, so he gave us Doctor Couture, which you just referenced, 
uh, he Love gave Dr. us Dr. Couturier, and I, I, I've been misattributing that for, for a few podcasts. And my sincere apologies to best friend of the show, Bill Clement. I believe, I, yeah, it was him, right? Or am I losing my mind? It was, yeah, it was him. I think it was. Was it him or was it JJ? I've been attributing it to JJ, but I. Oh, it may be wrong. JJ. They, they were both there. I'll say that. They I think were they both were. there. They were yeah, a team. We'll say, yeah. It's, I uh, give we'll you credit. With... You give me credit for stuff. You know, it's, yeah. that's how teams work. That's just how we. Yeah. So that was. Teamwork makes the dream work. Come on. It was, it was, I think it was definitely JJ now that he said that. So, well, let's just say it was. For this episode, we'll say it was Bill Clement. Bill Clement also said once they walked together forever. And then he also called Yori Laterra uh, an all star along boards. So he actually did that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then what I have ingrained in my mind forever is uh, Gary. He and Gary Thorne were the voice, uh, like the announcers in NHL, the video game series for a while, for like seven, eight years. Oh, I and, cannot forget that. And Gary Thorne, whenever Simone Gagne had touched the puck or shot the puck or did anything, at least once a game, he would say, Peter Forsberg once told me that Simone Gagne was the purest goal scorer he ever played with. Like, that was just... They just didn't edit the the quote for like years. It was just in there, and like back that was actually back when like the people actually played the game. I think so they like paid attention and made all these changes and like uh, would change the quotes. And this one just stuck out the entire time. <laughs> but that's all. That's me. Uh, that's me, Steve. That's what I think about. Oh, I I love yeah. a good, I love a good video game quote. I actually really hated the latest NHL for the announcing because I oh, thought they just did a, a shit job with it. And the yeah. worst is when the announcers on the latest one will complain about, uh, icing is it's icing guys. <laughs> oh, I don't think anybody likes icing. Let's complain about it. It's, it's fucking icing. Like what yeah. are we even doing here? I, I have to I say know. one more thing with Clement is I'm, I'm so glad that in his last game his last broadcast game he had one of the best recent bill clement moments that that laugh he did at the end when Derek grant was oh my god that's right yeah that's right he's going out on the high note i'm yeah. gonna see if i can but see, play that's... that over here I don't know how much you were able to hear that, but that I, I, ha, 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 is so good. Like that is Bill Clement. And if you couldn't hear it there, I have the clip retweeted on my Twitter. Uh, so go check that out on fly Perbole. but Bill Clement just cackling at seeing Derek Grant, uh, giving Suzuki, uh, basically noogies. Like he, he just grabbed him <laughs> up. I mean, it was, it was such a good moment and such a great reaction from Bill Clement. And at the end of the day, this is a guy who really represented the fan base well and gave us a kind of cathartic feeling of, of watching as a Flyers fan. And it's so funny that where my original thoughts were on him based on my dad and his ESPN work versus my thoughts on him now, it's just night and day. And, but man, I enjoy your retirement, Bill. We're going to miss the hell out of you on Flyers broadcasts. Yeah, I'm happy you remembered that thing about uh, uh, Grant uh, Suzuki. Yeah, I mean that was like that's that's a perfect uh, that captures a lot of what his broadcasting was. So that's that's a pretty good one. Um, and I mean, so Clement is retired. He's not going to be on the broadcast at all. Uh, and apparently, both Katie Emmer uh, and Colby Cohen have left NBCSN as well. Uh, Katie Emmer said it in a video that she posted on Twitter that she was let go because of uh, the pandemic. 
And then Colby Cohen, uh, he tweeted out like an hour or before, right before we started something about uh, just pretty recently. Learning, yeah, learning that he wasn't going to be back uh, in the studio. So, um, and it sounds like it is going to be Taryn Hatcher and Scott Hartnell that everybody will be seeing in the studio, and that is uh, it's an unexpected tandem, I guess, considering Hartnell wasn't in the building last year, and Hatcher, I thought. Like, when they talking about letting go of Taryn Hatcher at the beginning of the, um... Right, because like Comcast, or like NBC, yeah. NBC Sports had largely, if not entirely, been letting go of sideline reporters. Yeah, because they did, I, believe, I know, yeah, The Sixers, uh, the Phillies, yeah, Serena and, um, and Murph from the Phillies had been let go, which really was just terrible in both cases, and... I, I mean, it's. I felt bad for for Taryn too, because I, I like Taryn a lot, and yeah. it sucks about you know uh, Katie Emmer and uh, Colby Cohen. Uh, I thought Katie in particular was doing a tremendous job uh, on post game. I really, especially considering who was doing it before, her, <laughs> it was leaves and bounds back. A yeah. Hell of an upgrade, and uh, Chris Tarian was recently let go from the broadcasting yeah. team as well. Yeah, and that yeah, and. Um... Well, so it's I a little surprising I'm... that they're bringing Hartnell in since they they yeah, so, so many people. people that said, I I do anticipate it being a good addition because I I really like Scott Hartnell. I think he's such a a fun flyer's personality and presence. I think he'll do a very good job. But uh, the shuffling's really strange, and it sucks to let go of good people and see good people depart. And we wish them nothing but the best. But um, oh, yeah. It's it's definitely going to be strange watching the broadcasts, and uh, I'm very curious to see who replaces Bill Clement. As we know, he wasn't doing every game. Keith Jones was tagging in and out uh, because Keith Jones also does national work for for NBC Sports. But I don't know if this means Jonesy is going to be doing every Flyers game. Are they just going to let JJ just sit there solo? <laughs> like, what's going on? I don't know. I mean, like, I think they might do games where they just let JJ sit solo because keith jones is gonna have to do i don't think they'll do that i i i can't imagine they're gonna let jj sit solo just because i don't think they're gonna i don't yeah. you never see or they, you don't they see never that do anymore that. yeah they don't do that yeah. anymore no they really they, they weren't doing that for doc emmerich who could fill up an entire broadcast well, might... by himself they're not doing that for anybody yeah. else do you think they uh do you think they could do um so what do you think about saunders or Coetzee? So th- there was an interesting discussion in the Slack on this. Like, uh, I I love Coetzee because I love chaos. I'm here for the <laughs> insanity of him. But I fully acknowledge that his views on hockey are, you know, th- they're old school. He's an old school guy. And I think him and Saunders are great on the radio. Saunders is a play-by-play guy. So Saunders is staying on the radio. He's not going anywhere. Coatsy could potentially come back to TV. I don't think that's going to happen. I'd be very surprised if that happened, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I'm here for it just because I think Coatsy's insane, and I love insanity. <laughs> yeah. And the Flyers broadcast, when it was J.J. Dornhofer and Coatsy, were some of the craziest broadcasts, and I loved it. It's, I think it, it's it's not going to happen. Uh, I, I think they're probably going to put Jonesy in as much. Maybe Hartnell could sub in for some games or maybe they'll find somebody else. I mean, there's always uh 50,000 flyers alumni. I actually, why don't they just pull Terry in now to do the, 
the color commentary. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's the thing is I'm confused about the uh, like the Hartnell Terrian swap is yeah, and then like I I just don't know. I'm trying to think, but I'm I was thinking back to when I thought Hatcher was fired. I also remember them saying that Al Morgani was fired too in the same press release. So maybe if Morgani's back, then maybe Hartnell could do the uh do the booth with jj and then it'd be morgani and hatcher in the but i don't I think i think morgani's just gone altogether obviously so i have no fucking idea we'll fig- i mean we'll figure it out we'll figure out uh i guess week. we'll see in a week <laughs> i guess we'll see in a week yeah so well i i guess maybe not quite a, well when's the second game the first game is the 13th right the second game yeah. the 15th yeah the second game i believe because the first game is going to be nationally broadcast yeah yeah and the second one's the 15th on the Friday, which should be, yeah, should be JJ or whoever. JJ. I mean, this is all information it. that you can find by tuning into the Flyers forecast earlier oh, early next week. Oh, baby. So. Yeah, that's right. We'll definitely know yeah, about forecast that. coming back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. probably on Tuesday? John, Pro- uh, so, they play, yeah, probably Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Sunday, maybe. Oh, no, we we'll probably record Monday for Tuesday. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> actually. <laughs> Expect it Tuesday, folks. Expect yeah, it Tuesday. Uh, I was going to yeah, say, they, we got but, playoff foosball coming up here. That's, uh, I don't know. Well, I also don't care as much this year. Oh, baby. Know. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Oh, what, I haven't cared what, about what, football all year. Even if the Eagles were good, I still would have cared less because the NFL's handling of COVID-19, as I have repeatedly said on this program, is a disgrace. How can you not be interested disgrace. in football this year? And what else bigger is going on besides just football? Come on. <laughs> you don't want to... You got something else on your mind there, Chief? What are you going to lay it out there? What's going on? It's almost like the world's been on fire. I don't know. Is it... <laughs> oh, wait. It's is almost Chief like bad? there's a pandemic and the world's been on fire. Is Chief it, bad? Don't ask me. Don't ask me, my friend. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm not. Well. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I don't, I, I don't think. As long as you don't mean it in your heart in a bad way. I don't know if that's nuts. true either, but let's move on. Just, I, I think Chief's fine. I think Chief's fine. Okay. okay. I, if, if it's not, somebody tell me, but you know, we'll stop calling Craig Berube Chief and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we don't. Yeah, I'm not doing that stuff either. So. <laughs> all right, look. <laughs> I mean, everybody came here for the batch update. We're here right now. Uh, we're almost at that point we we got a couple more topics and we're there oh do you want to okay i didn't know if you wanted i just well no i what i wanted to say was uh just best of luck to everybody departing nbcsn hope you land on your feet and everything goes well and uh we will let you know when we have an update on the broadcast teams hopefully we get one before friday when we just show up and just kind of look around and say it's jonesy right jonesy okay (laughs) okay okay (laughs) Also, yeah, good luck to Katie and Colby. Hopefully, they... I I do have to give uh you know there were a couple of people asking uh, who was going to replace Clement as far as uh, making those those lovely sex sounds on the on the air, and I I volunteered uh, myself. I said I, I could certainly do it, but you know, Craig. I mean, some of the people said that uh you know Voracek Voracek over here. Said if we can get a Craig Forsyth, oh baby, after each good play, I'd be so happy. Oh my god, I yeah, that game would be the entire city of Philadelphia would be tired with me about two shifts in. But I would do it the entire year. I could do that. Just after every like every time they dump it in from the blue line, just be like, Oh baby. And just do just keep doing that. 
Can you just give like one good oh baby that we can submit to NBCSN, <laughs> or they can just straight up steal uh, oh, from baby. this podcast recording? Give it to well. Once I stop talking, I'm gonna keep. It, I'm, then, gonna, uh, I'm gonna line up. With you just keep saying it until it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> so NBCSN. Feel free to steal this for every time there is a very sexy flyer skull. Oh baby. That, Hell yeah! I think that's we're good. Stuff. Yeah, I think that, that's clean. Yeah, there's there's some free tent for you, the tangy tent that people crave. I just want I would just do the color and then not actually. I would just be asking it like, "What was that?" Well, I would sound like a fan. I wouldn't actually do any analysis. I'd just be uh, doing that and making weird sex sounds, and that'd be about it. So I think I should. JJ, you think? Honestly. You think which guy? Which one of you guys do you think uh win a fight? Who's winning a fight between these two guys? <laughs> that's JJ's just like I don't I don't think they're t- I don't you think know, they're trying to fight Craig you I hungry need, JJ Steve I need uh, I, now that you brought that up because I was talking about this week I think you have the you were the only person that has a picture of me in Hardnall and I kind of want to I, I need to see that I, I realized that I had it on my old phone and then I got a new phone and uh, some of the photos <laughs> did not transfer over so I will yeah. send you over the Hartnell picture. You could, it's my okay, background. I, I look at it every day. I was gonna say, I, I, might, I might make it uh, my, my uh, Twitter pick, even though uh, it looks I look like a different person now. But I'm still making Hartnell. <laughs> so I'm thinking about throwing it out there. Yeah, that's but my favorite. Good. Was from the the Snyder Hockey event we did. <laughs> was it two years ago at this point? Holy shit! Yeah, well, twenty nine. It's coming up on two. Time, years. time flies when you're in quarantine. Uh, sure. where you went around and you asked Hartnell, Kimo Timo, and Danny Briere who would win in a fight between the three of them. <laughs> yeah, because I thought these guys are probably getting the same old questions every day. And then I caught Hartnell right before I went to the locker room. So I just asked him who would win a fight between Timo and Briere. And he gave me a long-ass response. You can go back and listen to it. But he pretty much just went on about how Briere, he thinks Briere would do it. Because he's... Uh, you know, those French Canadians are, you know, they got kind of uh, some sneaky moves or something. I don't know. It was a whole thing. But, uh, and then I think Briere, Timonen picked Hartnell, and then Briere picked Timonen, and I told Briere that Timonen picked Hartnell, and then Briere was like, oh my God, Hartnell. What is, and then like started getting mad at him. So it was a good, <laughs> it was a good exchange. I enjoyed it all. But the picture. Those were, the, those were some great interviews. And the picture's great. The picture is just, you got us both with the right, like, it looks like we're friends. So I want people to think that. It does look like you're friends. We're just yes. hanging out. Yeah. So we're just being too Redheaded, cool redheaded <laughs> stepbrothers. Now that's a movie nobody's asking for and nobody's going to make, but I'll make it. I'm producing definitely it. Do I'm that. writing yeah. it right now. Is, yeah. <laughs> literally right now. <laughs> literally right now. What else do you think I was doing? Come on. So this is your call because we are running late. I know how uh, you need sleep. Let's knock this out real quick. Yeah, you got it. I I need to give a formal RIPD to Ryan Callahan for retiring. Yes, I'm as shocked as you are that Ryan Callahan didn't retire four years ago. Who would have thought he just retired? This guy, what a giant pain in the ass Ryan Callahan used to be to the Flyers. Like, he might be one of the most annoying players that we had to see the Flyers play against on a consistent basis. And those years when the Flyers could not be the Rangers and their teams were like Dubinsky, Callahan, and they had Lundqvist and Nett were fucking annoying. Like they were the most, it was the most irritating hockey to watch or be a part of. Because <laughs> those guys would just go out and be assholes and you couldn't beat Lundqvist and then that was pretty much it. 
but Ryan Callahan was pretty much he just was a very good blue collar player. Like he was just a big like sandpaper player that was actually good and actually like produced too. But he was just annoying as fuck. He was just fucking terrible. I also remember yeah. four goal game and a hat trick in back to back seasons against the Flyers. Um, so forty eight games against the Flyers in his career, and he had nineteen goals and thirty three points against the Flyers, both of which were as high as against any team. And then he had four goals against the Flyers at MSG in a 7 nothing win for the Rangers over the Flyers. Uh, that was March of 2011. And then he had a hat-trick in Philly against the Flyers on a 5-2 Rangers win on February 11th, uh, 2012. So he scored 52 goals those two seasons, and seven of them came against the Flyers in two games. So, you know, fuck <laughs> Jesus him, I guess, Christ. is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that's, that's – and, like, those are his two best seasons in the league. Like, he had – um, oh no, that's not true. He had two twenty goal and two fifty point seasons. Both came in the same two seasons, twenty eleven, twelve, and twenty fourteen, fifteen with the Lightning. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that dude's definitely that's a flyerish non flyer though, right? Like that's a guy that we oh yeah, no. could have seen in a flyerish uniform say, in an alternate universe. He is he is the he is the poor the poor poor man's uh, poor man's version of uh, Ryan Callahan. Or uh, Mike Richards. He is the real version of Ryan Callahan. There we go. The poor man's he's, version of Mike Richards. <laughs> he's, he's the IRL authentic version. Ryan Callahan. <laughs> he's no doubt Ryan Callahan. Wants to be Mike If you're going to ask Ryan Callahan if he's Ryan Callahan, he's going to tell you he's Ryan Callahan. So, uh, yeah, but that's that's pretty much it. It was just fuck him. I mean, there wasn't like any big... I'm trying to think of something from the 2017 series. I mean, there wasn't like one particular season. thing. It's just we had to see his ugly mug oh, go up and the annoy the shit out of us with the, you know, with the Rangers against the Flyers yeah. just over and over. And it was unbearable because it also had Henrik Lundqvist and his not ugly mug shutting us out every game. And uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was back when the Flyers were like before making the postseason this year and being a lot of fun. They were. A lot of fun back then. That was like the last era where they were actually fun when they had the uh, like that brawl series against the Penguins and also the um, yeah the Rangers. Like they just had games against the Rangers too, where they were just annoying as fuck to play against. So, draw retirement, asshole. Uh, and I hope uh, <laughs> you know. I hope you had fun. That's that's where my that's where I stand on that. Oh man! So we we say goodbye to Ryan Callahan and we say hello. To a new bachelor on oh, our latest batch update. Baby, that's why I should stop doing the segues. All right. Yes, just let me. Look how you just casually drew that. Yeah. So the bachelorette, the bachelorette is done, and we immediately get a new bachelor to, to go yeah. over. Just like the the pro sports leagues, ABC lost ground. They had a lost season with the quarantine. Now they got to shove a couple seasons here uh, together in a row, and. They should just keep cranking them out year round. Like at this point, what's the point in even delaying the schedule? Uh, yeah, I uh, I agree. They should do that because I got to keep being hard at work. He's got to do something for this podcast, you know. It's, it's our <laughs> podcast. He's got to do something. So how do? All right, you ready, Steve? Are you buckled in? I've I'm so buckled in. Hot off the heels of the Bachelorette, ABC sets up another batch bubble. This time, all the action will take place in a McMansion located in the suburbs. Of the coleslaw capital, coleslaw capital of the world, Pittsburgh. Oh my God, why? Uh, Americans, ba- America's bachelor this time is Matt James, most generic name in the history, who looks like a handsome squid. What a nightmare! Him. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. So not only is this in Pittsburgh, this guy is described as a handsome Squidward. 
don't know why, but you're what a nightmare. Call me there. I, don't know. <laughs> I was saying that more to Pittsburgh, and then you brought up yeah. that he looks like a handsome Squidward. Yeah, apparently, is, it looks like that a, is certainly a description. That is, uh, I mean, and we'll never know what he looks like because I'm, I'm not watching this fucking show. But we'll uh, take his word for it. Uh, apparently he is the show's first black bachelor and ABC introduces us to him with some footage of him working out shirtless. He has abs and then Ian put a pepper spice thing, which I think is the, uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not an eggplant, but the, uh, yeah, so. I, I'm glad, I'm just glad it took 45 seasons for them to go, maybe we should have some diversity in these bachelors. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, Jesus it's like Christ. all the, yeah, there was only. I can't oh. fathom how it's, it, it's just now they're like. I guess we could have a, a guy that's not a long. white guy be a bachelor. It's been on for like 20 years now, too, hasn't it? It's been it feels on a like minute. It. It's been on where they've had a couple tries to be like, you know what? <laughs> uh, all right, let's, let's go jog around here. Right? Uh, we watch all the contestants, 30 and all, meet Matt for the first time. Here are some notable intros. Alana from Toronto brings a single piece of spaghetti. And Matt and I'm her sorry? S- uh, spaghetti. I think he was going for the Giada. Spaghetti, obnoxious thing. Uh, spaghetti. What does that mean? Uh, Giada from the uh, Cooking Network, Food Network. Have you ever seen? Oh, her? and she. Yeah, I didn't really know. Does she go spaghetti? She says spaghetti. Uh, yeah, she could like yell like she just says it in a weird. Don't don't. I think that's what this is, but we'll we'll find yeah, out. Okay. We'll no, know. sir, I don't like it. Yeah. And Matt and her slurp it down, Lady the Tramp style. Okay, Lady in the Tramp style. Uh, one long slurp, no spaghetti, no spaghetti left, only kisses. Ugh. If she's if That's she's a, truly from Canada, if she's truly from Toronto, she's she's gonna say pasta. <laughs> Got to eat that pasta. They're gonna say Master Toronto, eat your pasta. Piece of Canadian bacon. That was my favorite part when I worked for MLB TV. Was I would get the the Blue Jays games and I'd listen to the Blue Jays radio broadcast and get their local commercials and they go Mazda Toronto. <laughs> Do you think they have a hard time saying uh, David Pashnik like talking about him? They have to. Pastor? Um, Pastor so, Nick. So let's see. Uh, one long story. Okay. Uh, Kylie Irving came in wearing only uh, lingerie. Bold move and Matt liked it. All right. So Kylie mm-hmm. seems to be a... Kylie, don't call me Kyrie Irving. Seems to be off to a uh, hot start there. MJ, the hairdresser, rolls up with a full pizza pie and says, I know this is cheesy, but I want you to have this pizza. That's the winner right there. We, we, we wouldn't last long. Seat. Yeah. We wouldn't last long in The Bachelor here. It would just be like, they bring us a pizza. It's like, sold. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, I'm in love. Let's, let's do this. Let's get out of here. And then the next one brings me pepperoni pizza. I'm like, okay. How many roses we got? I can't I can't eat all this pizza. Uh, Katie comes anybody up. Got a, anybody got a six pack? We've got a party. It's just, the instead of like, a bachelor just making out with all the bachelorettes. They bring me on, and it's just me sitting in the hot tub, just eating pizza, drinking beer, like watching the Eagles. That's all it is. All the ladies are just somewhere else. Like, are we? Are we on the show still? <laughs> Katie huh? comes. Are you up. still here? <laughs> uh, Katie comes up and mentions that the pandemic has been rough and lonely. She pulls out her vibrator, uh, hands it to Matt, and says, "I'm hoping to pass the torch to you, but to ultimately ask for it back." ABC puts a black box over the vibrator. All right, so there you go. Is the name of the brand the Torch? I don't, I don't know, but uh, again, as I always say, with amazing ideas on this show, Steve, don't you know we should before this goes. <laughs> don't public, give away for free. <laughs> yeah, don't give away for free. Look for any talk to Sex Corp and <laughs> uh, hello, Sex Corp. Uh, and then inside the McMansion. 
Matt leads a group prayer with the contestants. Rachel starts okay. crying for some reason. Yeah, I'm, okay. That's, I feel like, I don't know. A group prayer inside the Bachelor house really feels kind of ironic or not. Seems like a lot of does, unholy stuff. A little bit, okay, yeah. yeah, I just, yeah. A little bit. Uh, and then Rachel's really getting into it, so, you know, Godspeed. Uh, then, hold on, I gotta get to the right blurb here. So, then we get into the cocktail party I got this. with the first impression rose and then finally the first rose ceremony. Victoria calls herself a queen and gets absolutely blasted. <laughs> That's all right. And Katie names her vibrator MJ after the greatest ever. MJ, the hairdresser, seems a little upset but seems okay with it. I, all right. Would you right. say she? Would you say MJ took that personally? <laughs> that is, that is. I can't believe you got that line. That there's a lot of. When you look at a joke, Steve, you're looking for Michael Jordan references vibrator jokes and if you can interweave them all together and you fucking hit that one on the nail on the head you nailed it it's the triple crown <laughs> that's the that's what we're that's, george carlos giving you a golf clap right now from uh later maury is talking to matt about her family in puerto rico and gets tapped on the shoulder by none other than mj the vibrator all right i okay I, I, that was that was all the same blur by the way there was a lot of those. Uh, that's good. All right, so lots going on in the first house uh, or first night at the house, and then last but not least, I Matt heard gave... Matt tried to Matt tried to cheer her up by giving her a roll of paper towels. What? <laughs> I'm getting, no, that didn't actually happen. That was, uh, yeah, no, I got you. I, I know. Reference to disaster relief in Puerto <laughs> yeah. Rico and the paper towels being basketball shot at them, but that's uh, you know that's yeah, neither that's, here nor uh, there. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, two, uh, weeks. That's, uh, two, two weeks. Two weeks. Well. Uh, Matt gives the first impression, uh, uh, first impression rose to Abigail, who was born deaf. Uh, she opened up the mat early That's on, nice. and he was impressed. Later, Matt dishes out the rest of the roses at the rose ceremony, and ABC shows some sneak peeks of the season ahead. Uh, there are a lot of shots of Matt sitting on a curb saying, "I don't know what the fuck happened." I mean, that sounds if, like college. I was gonna say, if ABC should have got a show for this dude doing that. I'm right here. I'll sign anything. What was the other thing I just said I would do? Oh, I would make sex sounds in the booth with JJ. And also, if you need, if ABC needs to get shots of me on the curb looking distraught, wondering what's happening with my life, come to my place. I, I got. I'm, I'm here all hours of the day doing that. So come uh, on in. <laughs> no. Listen, TV producers. My client Craig Forsyth has the perfect <laughs> reality show for you. It's called being alive in 2020. Is that what it is? <laughs> It's called The Forsyth Files, and it's about Craig <laughs> trying to find his niche in the world. The Forsyth Files is just the X-Files, and they just, every episode is just looking at, like, why is he doing this today? Does he know he's wasting his time? <laughs> Does he know there's another one? He could be making money right now. Does he know that? Like, just, that's all. <laughs> Craig Forsyth. All like, right. Yeah. I mean, uh, so this this looks like a a promising bachelor bubble that is going to happen, and I, I you know one can only wonder if he'll find his true love two episodes in and bring in another bachelor. <laughs> but there's only one way to find out, and that's via your brother's recaps. <laughs> that's it. What a tradition! This is a, a, a the greatest tradition, and I hope it never ends. Well, there you go. It's uh still going on this week at least. Uh, so let's do a uh, around the league now. <laughs> Call it uh, a night. Uh, K 
captains being named. Uh, Patrice Bergeron replaces Chara in Boston as the captain, and Jared Spurgeon becomes the second full-time captain in club history, other than Miku Koivu, who had the title from 2009 to 2020. Uh, Colin Wilson retires. He was the seventh overall pick in 2008. He had 286 points in a hun- with 113 goals in 632 games between the Preds and the Avs over 11 seasons. Zemgis Gergensens is out for the season following a hamstring following hamstring surgery and 19 points in 69 games last year for the Sabres. Pierre-Luc Dubois stays in, with the Blue Jackets for two years, $5 million a year. Oliver Borkstrand also stays with the Blue Jackets. His deal is for five years, $5.4 million a year. Uh, Vince Dunn stays with the Blues, one year, $1.875 million. Uh, John Marino stays in Pittsburgh for six more years, $4.4 million a year. I don't like that contract for the, as a Flyers fan. Uh, Sammy Vatnin returns to the Devils for one year, $2 million. Dylan Strom stays with the Hawks for two years, $3 million a year. Uh, there were a bunch Is that enough money games. to learn how to skate? Oh, shit. Because <laughs> you're going to have to give it on a mat. Uh, there are a bunch of people. Strom's, am I right, folks? <laughs> Do you, th- like, I, I imagine they're just broke and it's because they're spending all the money on learning how to skate and they're just not going to have enough. Like, Matt's going to be the problem. Matt's, they're, everybody in the family is going to spend all their money on getting Matt to you know, learn how to get his ass down on skates and he's just not going to do it. You know, he's just going to, he's going to fuck up. So terrible. It's real shit. Terrible. Uh, PTOs, uh, Travis Hamanek to the Canucks. Trevor Lewis is in the Jets camp. Andy Green, Matt Martin, Corey Schneider, and Tom Kunackle going back to the Islanders for tryout. Michael Stone to the Flames. Yannick Weber to the Predators. Frederick Goudreau and Shane, uh, Zane McIntyre to the Coyotes. And then Boo Nevis to the Bolts. Connor You said Goudreau. Is that Gauthier? Go, oh yeah, go shit. Sorry, there's a Frederick Goudreau chilling. So that was uh, that's definitely, that's definitely. What I just love that there's a Boo Nieves out there. Like his name's Boo. That's <laughs> that's great. Yeah, uh, he's it's a, he's got a real fancy name, but there's a, there's a funnier name to call him. So Connor Zary, 24th overall to the Flames, and Lucas Cormier, who went 68th overall in the third round to the Golden Knights, signed their entry level contracts this week. Uh, Carson uh, Foscht, uh center for the Canucks, drafted. In the fifth round of 2019, signed as ELC as well. J.F. Berube, a friend of the show, not best friend, friend of the show, signed an AHL deal with the Ontario Reign, uh, the Kings AHL affiliate, with trade to the Rangers near the deadline last year for future considerations. Future considerations starting their freshman year at the University of North Dakota. Seattle hired Jason Botterill as assistant GM and Norm McIver as director of player personnel. Botterill, of course, was the GM with the Sabres for the last three seasons before being fired in June. McIver is Chicago's assistant GM since 2012-13 and was in Chicago's front office from uh, 2008 on. And then last but not least, Anthony Stolarz, the Golars, Stoli the goalie, Stoltan the goaltender, Stolminder the netminder, uh, signed a two-year deal uh, with the Anaheim Ducks, 950 k a year, had a 922 save percentage in or 2.66 GA in 39 games last year for the San Diego Goals, the Ducks AHL team. So, uh, Stolar still bait, uh, rages on, Steve. And, uh, I'm excited to see who's gonna officially win this argument here. Coming down the uh, we got, uh, Talbot on the wild, and we got Stolar's battling for a spot out with the Ducks. So, we'll see. I just like that he was tending goal for the Goals. Tending goal for the Goals. Yeah, I do like the name. The Goals. Goal is just like, yeah, I mean, Oh yeah, it, it just it just sounds funny for a hockey context. Yeah, well, now I, I'm I'm happy that uh, Stolarz is still kicking around. You know, Stoltender, the goaltender, kicking around, 
trying to make it work in this crazy NHL world. It's a tough road because he had that injury a few years back that was uh, very difficult to bounce back from. Yeah. I still have to laugh, though, about the infamous Flyers' uh, multiple goaltender seasons. And <laughs> when people were convinced, like, this dude. He was the guy. Is it? He's killing it. Let's keep him. And yeah. look, I, I, I get it. I get it. He, he had a, a few good games and was exciting, but people in this town, this is a real shocker, get very swept away very easily. You're, wait, you're telling me Jalen Hurts isn't going to be the next guy under center next year? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> also, I do... Yeah, that's I, exactly what I'm alluding to. That's I remember yeah, exactly... Just like the ex- Flyers won the Stanley Cup last season and <laughs> the Phillies won the World Series two seasons ago. I have a... I completely... Oh, I, the, the 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 game everybody turned on Stellaris was he made 40 saves in MSG one weekend night in February in 2019. Everybody's like, you know what? I think this is our guy. I think this is the guy that's going to be a net next year. And it's like, no, he's not. He's been here for a while. I like Stellaris, too. There's nothing wrong with him. Uh, he just... I, I hope he finds... You know what? I, I hope he just finds his, uh, his role happy. in the NHL. And, you know, yeah, it's going to be happy, fine. man. Yeah, like, I, it's all that matters. Yeah. You, can just, you can sleep with yourself at night. That's what I'm hoping with. I'm hoping Anthony is just... Just wanted to be you know, himself, so he just has fun out there. <laughs> what it all comes down to. That's what it all comes down to. That's what it's all about. Folks, thank you so much for listening. If you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. You can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad. Yeah, and I will have... I've been working on uh, a couple things, and I should have them both out by next week at the latest. I will definitely, the one I will have out on Monday, it is about the uh, uh, five flyers, I think, that had the most approved this season. Uh, and you'll see who I'm thinking. And I was working on it on the middle of the day yesterday, and then some other stuff came up, uh, and then kind of got distracted. And then I should, that should be out on Monday. Might work on uh, the Bill Barber stuff. Like, I, I do want to get that out next week, too. I'm just kind of waiting on one thing. And then also, I might write about carter hart as well and there's also a prospect report coming out there but uh carter hart one is dependent on uh how much time before the start of the season so but uh yeah that's uh that's everything that's going on and uh yeah that's it look for a flyers forecast next week on tuesday noise yes too. you can so, yeah a lot going on but the forecast yeah, is quick, a lot going on yeah 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 forecast by podcast standards the forecast goes quick you can reach me at Estebaum or at Fly Purbly. For your hockey needs, though, make it Fly Purbly. A lot more hockey talk on that account. And yeah, as Craig said, look out for the Flyers forecast. We will now be coming at you with two podcasts a week. Early in the week, Flyers forecast. Late in the week, Fly Purbly. Very excited to have hockey back and be talking about your Philadelphia hockey Flyers. Going to be a good season, hopefully, hopefully and hopefully a safe season for these guys. I mean, <laughs> we just... Saw the news about the the Sixers having a positive COVID test, and they were having a killer start. So it's just, uh, oh, shit, it's not great. Seth Curry got it. Fuck, when did that happen? Uh, I got pulled from the game today, or just before the game, or something like that. So this is breaking news. Uh, You heard it here first, folks. No, you probably read it from Woj first, but that's (laughs) what Woj is for. Don't worry about that. That's the details. We don't worry about those. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Folks, well, anyway, we will be back at you next week talking Flyers. Very excited for the season regardless. 
and stay safe out there please continue to wear a mask uh don't you know raid any federal buildings with congress people in it for the love of god oh my god yeah that's not that's the world we live in yeah Yeah, let's let's maybe stop doing that but again none of you people are doing that because you're wonderful people listen to fly properly yes although if you did this well yeah never mind we're not getting into that it's i can't believe you made it this far can't believe you made it this far (laughs) all right folks thanks so much for listening until next time in the words of the great gene hart good night and good hockey Hello everybody, this is Flyperbole. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell, and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys these are the guys who watch the hockey sport yeah